o'clock. It's 534 with the dark and foreboding genius of Eddie Money. I'm back, Stephen David Rock 102. Good morning. It's April Fool's Day. I only say that to warn people not to get pranked. I hate April Fool's. I think Steve and I talked about that yesterday. You can't even mention it. You get that memo? We're not even allowed to talk about that day. I don't even know. Today's just another Friday, as far as I'm concerned. Or is it? No, it's just another Friday. Hey, nah, that's too bad. I, I, had got- a, I had a big one planned for today. Oh, yeah, sure a you A big did. one. And we're not talking about a prank. No, just but a, the, but a big one. Oh yeah, yeah no, but but the kind that would like uh, you know, cause mayhem in the streets, uh, an evacuation, uh-huh. uh huh, maybe a hazmat situation. I had it all all planned out. That that happens every day after ten o'clock when you go up to the bathroom. Actually, it happens before we start the show. Oh, uh, I was pranked one time. I'll tell you that story. Very embarrassed. All right, about what happened? Fair enough. It. We got that and a whole lot of other stuff coming up this morning. It's five thirty-five. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock one hundred and two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551, and the light sounds of ACDC at Rock 102. Yes, gentler way to wake up. Hey, is it cold, uh, warmer in here today, by the way? Uh, is it just me? Anyone? I'm just, wearing a, I'm just wearing a T-shirt. You're wearing a sweater. But I, a, I always know. wear, like, a sweat top or a sweater down here because it's usually freezing. Is it? Is yeah, it me or what? It's getting warmer in here. You know, the, when the temperature rises oh. and all this equipment well, heats up. Maybe that's uh, it. Oh, yeah. It gets hot in here. Right. Is, like a, is that an a, April Fool's joke? No. Yeah, you sure no, about that? No. You better not. Don't even say that Why? word. Did I'm you just... see the memo? I saw the memo. You it can said, say it. You can't even talk about it. <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> it. I'm just saying. I don't know what. I mean, he's a pretty new to the company. So, I mean, I don't know if you've read all the regulations. I mm. just, I'm just making well, sure we're all on the same page. Thank you. That thank regulation you. came from the top. No mention of that day. Yes, you can mention the day. You cannot mention the day. You just can't pull a prank. The only thing I want to mention is the fact that it's Friday and in a few hours we're all out of here. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, during his stand-up show last night, Chris Rock shut down an audience member who yelled, F. Will Smith. He's like, no, 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 no. But he still didn't address any of the uh, stuff. He's probably not going to. No, 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 no. You gotta give the guy... At least another 10 more days to come up with a good 15 minutes on Will Smith. Do you really need that many days to come up with 15 minutes on Will Smith? I, I could give you 15 minutes on Will Smith. How are you going to squeeze that in with your 15 minutes on Ovaltine? Well, it's a great bit. You know, the jar is round and the glass is round. Why don't they call it round team? Aha. It's gold, Jerry. That gold. Is gold. It is, see? Uh, Meanwhile, Summer of Soul producer Joseph Patel is furious with Chris Rock for referring to him as a white guy when he's South Asian. (laughs) This is actually a pretty interesting thing about how some of the anger now is faced on on Chris Rock because Patel claims that after Rock belittled the producers when he announced their names, Chris Rock said when reading our name from the winner's card, the winner is Summer of Soul, Amir, Questlove, Thompson, and four white guys. Hmm. Yeah, and he said, what in the actual F? And Patel, who is South Asian and not white, wrote in his since-deleted tweets, the reason that makes me so very angry is because I was so proud to be one of the handful of South Asians to have ever won an Oscar in the history of the award. <clears throat> this whole uh, this whole night got screwed up for a lot of people because of this slap well, and these jokes. And, and why are we pointing out somebody's racial 
designation anyway in that joke. What, what does that have to do with anything? I'm just well, saying. Uh, again, you know, if, if you don't have the Will Smith material ready to roll, yeah. you got to go with what you wrote down before you had these uh, had this little tour. Yeah. Uh, the Oscars. He's, he's learning one thing day at a time. The Oscar slap resulted in 66 complaints to the FCC, and you can read them all too. It's uh, remember the the, the Janet Jackson thing? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, and we you, you were able to read all of those mm-hmm. uh, complaints filed with the FCC. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. You know, uh, if I mean the FCC complaint really isn't about the slap; it's about the uh, it's about the profanity that followed. True. But yeah. when it was, but when it actually broadcast. I don't remember. Did did the F bomb actually air? No, no. It's All right. not in the United States. It uh, it only aired in the, Australia. Had the footage. That's where somebody had submitted uh, gotcha. their footage from Australia. Right. And to so, Australia, profanity is just a normal course of action. I mean, it's a whole island full of former criminals to begin with. Right. right? Of so, course. But but my point is, if if it didn't air, if it got bleeped, right. It would not rise to the level of an FCC complaint. And believe me, I know we're thinking too about those things. Hang, hang on a second. Australia is an island full of what? Former criminals. It was it was a penal colony. It's a penal colony too. Other than the Aboriginal people who lived there, the yeah. only people who landed on Australia were. Criminals, because you, you were just like the walking encyclopedia, Dave. This is a, a fascinating stuff. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm going to back Dave up on this, and that's uh, that is the knock on the land down under, <laughs> down under, as it were, lo- loaded with uh, with criminals yes. and uh, societal refuse. I never heard that before. Well, oh yeah, hey, oh, that's yeah. today I learned and Hollywood trash. And by the way, there's a there's a wine <laughs> called I think is it 19 criminals, the brand of the wine, and on the label is a different criminal with his history, and they're all from Australia, and it's pretty good wine too. I had no idea. Just saying, he collect them all. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember Amy Schumer's joke about Leonardo DiCaprio wanting to leave a cleaner planet for his girlfriends. At the Oscars? I no, I actually didn't. Uh, I don't. Actually didn't. <laughs> well, she was very funny. I mean, Too she was fixated on the slap. Uh, well, someone found a tweet from last December from a comedy writer who basically said the exact same thing. Mm. Uh, and there's no real proof that Amy stole the joke from her, but, you know, it's uh-huh. obvious enough that more than one person could hey. have thought about that joke. There, yeah. There's no truth to the rumor that she stole Margaret Cho's entire act either, but there's still people hanging on that. I don't know what you're talking about. She's a she's a fine comedian. Oh, she's a firecracker. There's no yeah. question about it. But she's been accused of stealing Margaret Cho's entire act. Well, how come Joe Rogan doesn't lay a smackdown on her like he did to Carlos Mencia? I don't know. Because mm. I think even even Joe Rogan knows that if he if he goes after a female comic, there may yeah. be re- repercussions for him mm-hmm. as opposed to Carlos uh, Mencia. Looks like Joe Rogan's pretty good at handling repercussions of things, don't you think? With a $100 million contract? I don't yeah. think he cares. <laughs> the uh, guy who produced the Oscar said the LAPD was ready to arrest Will for battery and laid out various options to Chris, but he kept saying, nope, not going to happen. Well, he probably should have. That would have been fun. That would have yeah. been a pip. Uh, and several people who've worked with uh, Bruce Willis over the last few years have noticed his decline. There are stories of him misfiring guns and not understanding his lines. Wait, you're not talking about Alec Baldwin, are you? No, no. but Alec Baldwin is relieved to hear this. Bruce Willis. Uh, that's kind of scary mm-hmm. that he had the misfiring guns, too. But he had it because of the medical condition. Alec right. Baldwin just did it because he was, hey, what's this? 
the Entertainment Tonight last night played a uh, a video clip of an interview that he had done not that long ago. Uh, Bruce Willis or Alec Baldwin? Bruce Willis. Yeah. And he was like all over the place. Hmm. Like he had oh. a real hard time concentrating on the questions that were being asked of him. That is so scary. It to, is. To sad. me, you know, getting older. Damn. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is now an on-air contributor to F- for Fox News. She made her debut last night on Hannity. She must have had something to say. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of balls to do this job on the Fox News channel. <laughs> I see uh, what you did there. Is it, good. Are you sure this isn't like uh, one of those, uh, what's today's date? What's it called? Uh, February, uh, I don't April, want to say uh, March 17th. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. the way, yeah. by the way, I know what you were going for there. Uh, you don't see Caitlyn Jenner competing against women, even though he's now a woman, right? Technically transgender. He you, could be competing against women in you, sports events. You do know he's 70 years old, right? Yeah, I know that. All right, he's not competing against anybody. The former she, Olympic she, decathlon she, she, Right, yeah. she's not competing against anybody. I know. She was very outspoken about that, mm-hmm. about that whole uh, swimming yeah. thing. She's yeah. uh, she's uh, dead set against it. Mm-hmm. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. For you, it's not just a job. You've made landscaping your career. The following takes place between 6 a.m., and 7 a.m. It is 6.02 on Rock 102. Highs in the 50s today with rain through mid-morning, then stopping 50-ish tomorrow and also on Sunday with clear skies tomorrow and rain coming on Sunday. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with basketball, the NCAA men's tournament will resume Tomorrow night with the semifinals. Meantime, last night in the NIT championship, Xavier beat Texas A&M 73-72. On the women's side, the Husk... so you people understand, the NIT tournament stands for Not In Tournament Tournament. Yeah, and used to be the biggest tournament, by the way. And now it's an afterthought. It is. UConn's Huskies ladies, by the way, taking on Stanford tonight at 9.30 in Minneapolis as the Final Four on the women's side will get started. Speaking of UConn, former UConn star Swin Cash still one of my favorite names in all of sports. She's going into the Hall of Fame, along with NBA stars Manu Ginobili and Tim Hardaway, former NBA head coach George Carl, and West Virginia head coach Bob Huggins, among those expected to be inducted into the Hall of Fame for the class of 2022. Hockey, Bruins over the Devils last night, 8-1. to The Thunderbirds are at Providence tonight, back home tomorrow and Sunday at the Mass Mutual Center. And in baseball, Red Sox legend David Ortiz has another big hit. Whistle Pig Distillery is launching the world's first toasted baseball bat-finished whiskey. It's created with wood from Big Poppy's signature bats. The Big Poppy whiskey is 100% rye, aged for six years in American oak, before being finished for six weeks in barrels containing Ortiz's Toasted maple wood bats. The wood that makes it good. Exactly. And it's then it's bottled at 96.56 proof. Bottles are available for pre-order at shop.whistlepigwhiskey.com for $49.99 each. But a limited quantity that have been signed by Big Poppy will be available for $340 with proceeds benefiting the David Ortiz Boston Heart Classic, which raises money for children in need of heart surgery. For your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax covers a hockey story that probably will be the basis for a great trivia question someday. So pay attention to his view from the couch next on Rock 102. Classic Rock at 613. 
and Ozzy with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Ozzy's laughing at you there. Highs in the 50s today with rain through mid morning and then stopping. 50 ish tomorrow and 50 ish Sunday. Pretty much clear skies tomorrow and rain on Sunday. Hey, uh, you know, the other day, Dave, you uh, mentioned uh, those little fortune teller things when we were kids. You know, the little paper things where you yeah. flip it back and forth. Yeah, and you hold them in, like, in, in each finger yeah. control. What are they called again? The little origami fortune tellers. Oh, my, you got you know, one my, right there. Well, my daughter made one for you. Oh, my God. Uh, so, she get, so you can have one. <laughs> that so, is nice. awesome. All right, you ready? You want to do this one? Yes. So basically, so you pick a color. Right. And then I move the thing that many times, and then you pick a number, and I move the thing okay. that many times, and then you you pick your fortune. I remember right? this. T- this brings me back to like yeah. sixth grade. This All is right. awesome. All, All right. right. <laughs> so I got uh, yellow, red, purple, or blue. What okay. Do you, what do you I, I go blue. Blue. Okay. So B L U E. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got six, eight, sixteen, or fourteen. Uh, well, let's make it easy. Six. All right. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. I would have gone six. sixteen. <laughs> All right. And then six, eight, sixteen, or fourteen again. Uh, let's go eight this time. Eight. Yeah. In the, in the, you know, in, in the interest fortune. of making this a quicker radio bit back. I don't so know. I, mean, like, I, I would have dragged this thing out. Right, you ready for your fortune? Yes. Uh, it says Dave sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I think somehow, no Max, matter what numbers or colors I came up Max, with. You, you want to try this? <laughs> yeah, red, I want to try it. Yellow, yellow, red, blue, or purple? Yellow. Y-E-L-L-O-W. Okay. 6, 8, 16, or 14? 16. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 9, 10, 11, People 12, 13, 14, right 15, now. 16, <laughs> 4, 10, uh, 2, or 12. 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then 6, 8, 16, or 14. Oh, 16. All right. We and know how to kill time here on this show. That's all right. Yeah. It's working uh, out fine. Dave sucks. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, matter of fact, they're all Dave sucks, oh, they're, and, and what's... they're all written in different fonts too. <laughs> Very good that, yeah. on your so kids. There you go, Dave. You, you got, got the toy. That you got, the, you got uh, Comic Sans on there as oh, a font. Oh yeah, that's yeah, my she's favorite. Got, she's got yeah. all different kinds of. She, uh, things on I, you know, which what's her first name? Uh, uh, that's Champ. She's the oldest Champ. one. Yeah. Good going, yeah, Champ. Go. I like that. Nice. I'm going to treasure this. I'm going to post this on my. Facebook page. There you actually. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? Seriously? I got nothing. Like, you know, what else do I have? Hey, to even post? the kids love you, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and you posted something on our page from another buddy of yours, actually. A buddy of mine who was very, yeah. very upset uh, about the ranch dressing talk. Yes. I don't, I don't even know what really bothered him about the the ranch dressing thing, but, right. but apparently you ruined it for him. Yes. And then uh, you know he made a salad last night, and this delicious looking salad with peas. People were complaining about the peas being on the salad. I actually like the peas. I don't on mind the peas. So do I. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so then he, uh, you know, he uses an expletive and then says, uh, "F you, Dave. Yeah. You know, thanks for ruining, uh, you know, this ranch dressing." Because he me. pans from the salad yeah. to a bottle of the ranch, ranch dressing. dressing like, right. Yeah. Uh huh. So, okay. Uh-huh. All See, right. you're gaining the love of the Pioneer Valley. Hey, he pronounced that. my name correctly, and look, any publicity is good publicity. That's right. As far as I'm concerned. Remember when Kira Sedgwick starred as the closer? Yes. Maybe uh, Dave Kuhn should be the ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying if we're, yeah. if we're, uh, you're know, following a theme here, right? right. Like, you know, maybe that's what we should do. You'll get Alec Baldwin to produce, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. All right, the ruiner. Is Good it time. taken already? Is it is it trademarked? No, I don't think so. That. I don't think so. I'm, right. sure, I'm sure it is. I'm okay. sure. How about theruiner.com? I'm going to grab that website right now. That's I believe that's a porn site. By the way. <laughs> is, is that and one and not a real good one? Is by that the one way. of those moves like the? It's uh, yeah. like that two cup thing. Whatever. Yeah. No one can watch any of the videos for right. too long. 
Um, well, thank you uh, to your daughter, and thank you to yeah. your... Well, what's the name of your friend who posted that video about the salad? Well, oh, I ra- can't say his name either, because oh. he's got a, you know, a job that gotcha. he wants to oh, protect. Yeah. <laughs> what's, it, what's it rhyme with? Uh, I don't even know what he does, actually. <laughs> I really don't. Be- probably for the best. He works for a, like a corporation. I don't even know what he does. Gotcha. But, but All I don't right. want to say Well, we'll just call him, if your daughter the- is champ, we'll just call this guy loser instead of oh, champ. Oh, how about man. that? I'm sure he's going to love that one. Someone's yeah. embedding a deal of hostility <laughs> yeah. today. It's uh, not, listen, it's it's not about uh, a Dave Coombs pig pile. No. I mean, just it's just no, it's, one, right. it's just one day. That's I, it. I don't mind a virtual pig pile, although I got I was victimized by a real one back when I was in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. By the, the pig way. pile. Yes. Yeah, when that's... you're at the bottom and you can't breathe. Oh you, yeah. You that, think it's over. That's claustrophobia. Yes, and I am claustrophobic. I also got stuffed in a locker one time when I was a little kid. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> well, yeah, you we, know, hey, look. This is like my cleansing here on this show. It's like therapy for me. I'm oh, telling Jesus. you, this is a, this is what you got to do, yeah. Dave. You got to uh, just play all the cards out. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, vulnerability. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. What, do, do you guys want to join in? You anything you well, want? Do, do we want to expose ourselves emotionally? Yes. I don't, I'm, I'm all I'm all set for the day. I used to get the crap beaten out of me all the time, so I yeah. was used to that. Well, claustrophobia is my big, really my big one. Do you guys are you? Do you guys have a like a special fear? Like, and I think it's based on a previous life. I think somehow I died in a claustrophobic nightmare. I, claustrophobia is uh, one of my biggest fears. Mm. I, I I had to do, do one of those, uh, what do you call those, CT scans or MRIs oh, yeah. or right. something like mm-hmm. that, and it was only like 15 minutes. It wasn't even like the full 45-minute one, mm-hmm. and I started freaking out because I never, I've never had one before, and they put me on this table. Yep. This was only going back like a month ago. They put me on this table, <laughs> and I lay down on the table, and then they, you lay your head in it. Yep. And then she snaps this thing like right up against your chin, and I'm like, oh! And I had to tell, stop, stop, stop! And I, they had to take it off, yeah, yep. because I needed to collect myself before, because I knew I had to do this. Yep. I just had to collect myself and prepare myself to be in there for that long. Well, and and th- thank God they've shortened <clears throat> the time for these things now, because he, the first it used to be like 45 minutes yes. to an hour. Yes, and, and that, yeah. well, the the tech said, you know, they do still do those, mm-hmm. but these they're more efficient now, and you can get the thing yeah. done in 15 minutes. For uh, the most so part. claustrophobia, claustrophobia. How about you, Bash? Um, not so much claustrophobia. Though I I do know what you're talking about. And the the, yeah. the one and only time I had a brain scan. Uh, when I got uh, Lyme disease, yeah, kind of had a little panic attack in the tube too. But yeah. that was, but you know, of all my many panic attacks, that was like the least of my concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> height, yeah, not real crazy about height. Yeah. I have a tendency to, to when it, like if I'm at an observatory or you know at the uh, the edge of a mountain somewhere where I'm you know really considering whether to toss myself over the side or mm-hmm. not. Yep. I I feel it uh, like physiologically. I do too. I feel it in my in my plums. <laughs> Yeah. I really do. Right. I, there's something about that part of the body that automatically responds to heights. You, Oddly enough, I'm also afraid of widths. You, well, you would have hated the Grand Canyon, man. Yeah. I was there with my son. And yeah. Yeah. There's no railing. No. Yeah. No. It's just wide open wilderness. And and he was dancing right on the edge, my son, when yeah. he was like 14 yeah. years old. I, I was about 40 yards away, freaking out, just watching him do yeah. that. Even you know? if I'm t- 12, 15 feet away from the edge. I still, I still feel that. Yes. I, I, it's like it just, it like it just, it just get like sucked up into my throat. Well, there's, so, I think there's an explanation for that. It's like there is some something about that yep. in your psyche that makes you feel like you're going to jump. I think there is something about that, even though you're not going to really. Well, I mean, I'm not planning on jumping off the edge of a mountain, right? 
yet. But if it <laughs> happens, you'll you'll know that it, right. that, that it will have been uh, you know a big decision for me. I'm mm-hmm. the same way with the heights. But if I'm in a, like a, a space where I know it's controlled, that mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall, that I'm better with it. Like I did that skywalk thing over the Grand Canyon with the glass oh, bottom. I to couldn't. It. I couldn't do that. Yeah, Steve. it was it was pretty impressive. Yeah. But it's like when you first walk out there, it's like Bambi legs. You're like, no, <laughs> don't let me fall to the bottom four thousand feet. <laughs> I've been to the the Sears Tower in Chicago, mm-hmm. and the uh, the top floor is an observatory yep. where you can go out and look. You know, you <laughs> like tens of dozens of miles away. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, in this observatory, and the they have you know the the glass windows are pitched out slightly. Yeah, so you can actually you know you know, you appear know, down. Yeah, no. and it's like it's no. a straight. No thanks. Drop. No. Now I uh, I could not do that. I instead stood in the middle of the room and said, "Wow, look at the view." Yeah. And someone said, "You want to get close to the window?" Nope. Everything looks I'm quite fine right fine where I'm right at. Here, yes. well, when can we go downstairs for lunch? Uh, they've got one of those at the CN Tower in Toronto as well. They do. Yes. And I then didn't go, I didn't go on that one. There's either. a new one in New York City called the Edge, where you do that same kind of thing, and it's entire patio that's glass. Where you walk around the whole patio the whole time. That's crazy. Yeah, there you go. So now we know what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. So uh, two claustrophobics and uh, one guy who's afraid of heights. Oh, I'm go. also afraid of doing work, and uh, I won't be doing any of that for the rest of the day either. <laughs> well, so. I th- Congrats. I think we're done here. All right. It's 623 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Back Steve and Dave and Joe Walsh along with the James Gang there. That's Funk number 49. They did have another one called Funk number 48. Wasn't as big a hit. And then they eventually did one called Funk number 50. Also not a big hit. But there's still no, uh, there's no one through 46. No, not that we know of, although maybe it'll be unearthed someday. Who knows? Uh, let's see. We've got some uh, things going on this morning. We got the Mass Hat on the way. We got uh, you know, Now Hear This, mm-hmm. maybe a few other things. Yeah. I would like at some point to tell you about uh, why I was not here yesterday. Okay. Uh, went to a show in Boston, and I'll tell you. you Chris know, Rock? No, we're no. actually across the street. But I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Yeah, and then uh, it is April something day first it's the day yes. of the first of the month yes, of april that. yes yeah. mm-hmm. it is a payday for some mm-hmm. is it a payday for us no it's a payday for some <laughs> we have news next a rock 102 two we're back steve and dave on rock 102 it's time for news and here's dave coombs so before we get to big local headlines the latest from ukraine russian troops left the chernobyl nuclear site earlier this morning giving control of it back to the ukrainians now, Ukraine's state power company said that took place after soldiers were exposed to, quote, significant doses of radiation from digging trenches in the radiation-contaminated forest around the plant that was decommissioned after the 1986 disaster. Hey, do you think this water's safe to drink? Mm. You mean the, the water that's still green and glowing? This, uh, what's this three-eyed fish? I think I saw that on The Simpsons once. <laughs> I do remember that episode. Yeah. Did you guys watch that miniseries? Uh, uh, yes. About Chernobyl. Yeah, very oh, dark. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, my God. Was yeah. that disgusting? Because it burns you from the inside out. I know. It's like a microwave. It's I, I know. And the fact that they kind of knew about it at some of the higher yeah. levels at that nuclear plant and didn't do anything to stop what eventually became the emergency. Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, one other note from Ukraine. Russian forces blocking a convoy of 45 buses trying to evacuate in one of those humanitarian corridors. Mm. And this was after Russia agreed to a limited ceasefire in that area. 
Not like a C.W. McCall convoy, right? No. That's too bad. That's, I like that song. That was a great, a great tune. tune. Yeah. It is a good one. Back to local news. Four Springfield officers charged with assault for that fight outside of Nathan Bill's bar in 2015. They received their verdict yesterday at Hampton Superior Court. The jury deliberated for four days in the trial of officers Daniel Billingsley, Jameson Williams, Anthony Cicero, and Christian Cicero. And they found Jameson Williams and Anthony Cicero guilty of the charges of assault and battery. One of them passed out. Yeah. Collapsed. Right on the floor. Like uh, like fainting or... Yeah, like, oh my God, I can't believe I did something wrong and I'm going to face consequences for it. No! no! <laughs> Two others were found not guilty of the charges, by the way. Yeah, it was... Uh, I'm, I'm really surprised, though, that they let these folks go, like, with the GPS bracelet. Mm-hmm. Until the sentencing, which is next uh, Friday, I believe. Yep, it's yes. on the eighth, mm-hmm. which is which is coincidentally the anniversary of the fight. Yeah. Oh wow. Which is which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the idea that you you know you get let go with your GPS bracelet out yeah. on the street. I know, but I mean I, that's I, I I don't know the the rationale behind it other than you know to put them in jail while they await sentencing yeah. you know might not be safe for them because you know they are cops after all and yeah, i mean I, 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 I don't I, I assume that's probably you know why they've got the monitor and they yeah. can uh, stay at home till the sentencing but man you know, this it's troublesome to me not just you know what they have been convicted of but it's troublesome to me that it's taken this long for this trial to happen yeah, and uh, for there to be some sort of resolution to this, seven it, years. That's a that's a, an extraordinary period of time. I mean, to me, and, and I'm a legal expert by any stretch of the imagination, but to me, that just seems right. like, you know, seven years. You know, if I'm supposed to testify for something that happened seven years ago, I couldn't tell you what happened this morning when I woke up. I can't even tell you what happened two minutes ago. What happened two minutes ago? I don't know. Yeah, I shouldn't even have asked. And I just want to clarify, in case I got the names wrong, Daniel Billingsley and Christian Cicero were found guilty. The other two were found not guilty. I might have said that wrong, so I just want to clarify. All right. Now, yesterday was Bunsen Burner Day. We <laughs> talked about it in your absence, Bax. Really? Jeez, and, I, I almost wish I had come in. Well, you know, Steve had fond memories of using the Bunsen Burner back loved, in science class. I love the Bunsen Burner. Do you really? My favorite of all the burners mm-hmm. was the Bunsen. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I bring it up because there was a problem at a science class at New Bedford High School in Massachusetts. Apparently, some students exposed to chemicals in a science lab had to be transported to St. Luke's Hospital. The fire department at New Bedford also came into play. Two of the students had to be transported by ambulance after experiencing, quote, mild symptoms. So it wasn't serious. Another 22 students were transported by a school bus to the hospital for evaluation out of a, quote, abundance of caution. In the Aren't uh, most science labs supervised? By yes. like, a, like a qualified science teacher. Well, it doesn't mean something, some accident couldn't occur, I suppose. Yeah, I know, it, but you don't like have kids do experiments that's going to you know blow things up or get them sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one thing where you burn the sulfur and it smells like you know egg farts all day. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Or, or the one where you can turn wood into liquid. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good one as long as you sure. don't you know, dip your fingers in the uh, graduated cylinder. You should be safe. Yep. We had some kind of glowing thing. I don't know. She turned the lights. She pulled all the shades down. Turned the lights on, and then or turned the lights off, and then this thing gl- glow. I don't know what kind of chemicals she put in. I never paid attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I just I just remember, ooh, pretty lights. That's we, all I remember. We had this uh, chemistry teacher in high school. She was like this old battle axe of a woman, the mm-hmm. kind of woman that kind of looks a little bit like, you know, Margaret Thatcher, but right. much older. Sure. And uh, she would do this experiment that would freak everybody out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what she did because, you know, frankly, it's chemistry, and that was not my uh, that was not my interest. <laughs> Nor mine. But, but this one, there, you know, certainly uh, got me noticing. She had uh, she had a beaker, and she poured two liquids into this, mm-hmm. and uh, it changed colors. Yeah, it smoked. Oh yeah, and then it turned clear. Yeah, and once it turned clear, she picked up the beaker and she drank it. What? We're, we're like, what, that lady? What are you doing? <laughs> And yeah, it was like a, like a magician, right? Yeah, it was like total magic. Yeah. And she's like, and and she just like looked at us and just said, hmm. And that was it. And we were like, we were like, we thought this woman was so, like going to kill herself in the middle of chemistry class. Do you know what the chemicals were? I have no idea. Steve. See, you I didn't pay atten- attention. Why would I pay attention to that? One, I don't have enough chemicals in the house and I yeah. never mix things together and just drink them unless Paul Kozib provided one of gotcha. the bombs. You know, gotcha. and, that's, and that's about it. But we freaked the hell out, man. That was crazy, crazy time. She was like a wizard. And today she has seven toes on one of her feet. Oh no, I believe <laughs> I believe she's long since passed. I think I think she was like nine hundred years old in yeah. the eighties. Uh, we'll move from Bunsen burners and science experiments gone awry to fentanyl seized in Indian orchard this week. Thirty eight thousand bags of it. According to the Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, you take one down, you pass them around, you got 37,999 bags of fentanyl on the wall. I'm going to assume that's not for personal use, right? No, I don't think so. 26 year old Shanti Reynoso Vasquez of the Bronx was arrested. Officers seizing the bags of fentanyl with a street value of over $100,000 intended for distribution in the Springfield area. Damn. So good bust there, right? That's crazy stuff. Also, look out for the water in Agawam. I don't know if it has the same kind of qualities as the stuff your science teacher was drinking, Bax, but residents are being notified of high levels of haloacetic acids in the water in Agawam. Which has been known to cause brain tumors. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yep. It's not an emergency, however. According to the officials who have released information about this. No, they're just at the max level they can be right. before becoming really bad. Yes. And and by the way, along with that warning and the fact that it's not an emergency, the recommendation for boiling water does not exist. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to boil the water or filter the water. So, so, boil, so boiling water wouldn't help this? No. no. Okay. You're just going to drink the chemical. I'm, <laughs> I'm asking this cause simply because I don't know. I'm not asking this of, of to accuse anybody of anything, mm-hmm. but where does the water park at Six Flags get their water? Mm. Is it town water? <laughs> that would be Agawam. Or are they uh, shipping it in? Mm-hmm. I hope to God they're shipping it in. Right? Well, they just pump it right out of the Connecticut River. It's right on the river. Well, that I feel much better about. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but nobody's drinking the water at the water park rides, are they? Really? They're not supposed to be. Anyway. No, you're not supposed to. No, but a- I mean, you know, you get you know, a couple hundred people in a wave pool. You know, there's going to be things happening. What's that warm yellow wave coming at us? <laughs> what is that? That's Gatorade. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a, an optical illusion from the sun. Ugh. By the way, to Mr. Nagel's point, some people who drink the water containing the excessive amount of haloacetic acid may experience liver, kidney, and central nervous system problems and might be exposed to the increased risk of cancer. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Just to make 
another clarification there. And MGM chairman Chris Kelly made a big announcement yesterday about the Spirit of Springfield's annual World's Largest Pancake Breakfast. He was alongside Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno, our favorite. And Sarno said, I don't know if there's any truth that he'll be handing out poker chips with the pancakes. I should have let you do that <laughs> quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Mayor Dom Dom's going to be handing out poker chips with these pancakes. You listen, you flapjacks. I ain't taking any more. <laughs> Go ahead. So Kelly immediately retorted, no, no, no truth to the poker chip thing. No, no, we're not going to do that. Kelly was introduced as this year's chairman. For the, he, he actually had to say we were just kidding he, about that. He, he shouted out, no truth, no truth, when Sarno said that. Yeah, because they're not going to give anything away for free. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, certainly not chips. Yeah. Polka chips for all my friends. You get a polka chip, and you get a polka chip, and you get a polka chip. <laughs> he's, he's suddenly Oprah. Yeah. O- Oprah Sarno. Uh, by the way, Kelly is the chairman of the... Pancake, Pancake breakfast. breakfast this there year. Go. Congratulations. It's going to be held uh, Saturday, May 14th, for those of you looking to, to attend that thing. Uh, coming up next in the Mass Hat, we've got a stolen car in California that uh, took an ugly turn. We'll get to that next. As for the weather, highs in the 50s today with rain ending mid-morning on Rock 102. This spring, Rock 102 celebrates an iconic duo, Bacon and Brews. Join us at the Log Cabin on... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 6.50 in Pearl Jam with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. If you're looking for the better day of the weekend, it's tomorrow with 50s and clear skies. It's going to rain on Sunday and also be 50s. We've got rain right now. It's going to end mid-morning. Hey, uh, real quick, if you check out uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, actually as of uh, yesterday, my guest is uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Uh, they're going to be coming to uh, the area. They're coming to Lowell next week. Pat Kelly has tickets to that show, so make sure you're listening to uh, to him this afternoon. But we talk about their new album, uh, their uh, nomination to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, their 50th anniversary tour. We talk about Dolly Parton, and not for nothing, but at the end of it, uh, Rob Halford, the uh, the metal god himself, says, mm-hmm. "You're looking good." What? He says that to me. Well, because it was a Zoom thing, right? We're on a Zoom call. Gotcha. And I'm talking to Rob Halford, and Rob Halford says, hey, you're looking good. Com- you know what? Com- From Rob Halford, I'm going to take that as a major compliment. Compared to what? <laughs> Compared to any other, uh, you know. Time you didn't see him? Strapping young man on the other side of a Zoom call. I would say you're looking good if I had seen you, you know, previously and you didn't look so good. And then I could say, you're looking good. Listen, I have no problem with a guy like Rob Halford finding me attractive in any way. Well, Dave, I, was I, he I hitting take, on you? He could have been. Hey, he could have been. Get a little of this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you take it as a compliment. You know, I mean, you know, why get angry? You know, why get uncomfortable about mm-hmm. it? I'm secure in my manhood. Right. I, I get it. He's definitely it's, secure it's in his manhood. It's not even about the manhood security thing. It's the, the fact that he he hasn't seen you before. So how no, do we say we've we've talked before? We, yeah. This is now our second interview together. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't look so good the first time you <laughs> talked to him. Well, I mean, I don't remember if he you know, how clearly he remembers, but uh, at this point uh, in the year, he found uh, he said I looked pretty good. Absence made the heart grow fonder. He missed you during that time with well, the, you, between the first interview and the second interview. I, I felt the connection. What yeah, can I say? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I felt something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Monday, just uh, you know, real quick, I'm be talking to a biographer, Rory Sullivan Burke. He's written a brand new book called. Uh, the light pours out of me. It's the authorized biography of John McGeoch. Now, that guy may not mean anything to you, but John McGeoch is considered to be like the Jimmy Page of the post-punk era. He's a brilliant guitar player, and he died many years ago. And this is the first time that his family 
has allowed someone to uh, do the biography. It's actually a really, really good book. What? And that'll be available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify what's it, what's on Monday. What's his name? John McGeehock. Oh, yeah. I've pushed I've uh, pushed my McGeehock around before. I'm sure you have, mm-hmm. but he uh, he played with uh, the band uh, Magazine and Susie and the Banshees and uh, uh, Billy Idol and uh, mm. uh, Generation X and, uh, and, and uh, many others. But unbelievable guitar player, and that'll be available on Monday. Well, that's nice enough, but I want to go back to Rob Halford for just one more second. Yeah, sure. What was he wearing? How did he look to he, you? You know what? Uh, Rob Halford was dressed as you would expect him mm-hmm. to. He was, uh, he was in his living room. Mm-hmm. I believe it was his living room or yes. someone's living room, dressed up in leather. Uh, yeah. Wearing sunglasses, got yeah. himself a, a beard now, uh, no sleeves, so he's all you know, he's guns all sleeved up, guns out, suns out. Damn right, uh-huh. he uh, he looked like as you would expect him to look mm-hmm. in uh, in interview situations. You know, you, you'd be disappointed to, to see him in like a like a dress shirt or a tie or a three piece vested suit. That's yeah. not the kind of no. not the kind of look you would expect from uh, from Rob Halford. Mm-hmm. And you know what I said to him? Hey, you know what? You're looking pretty good, too. I didn't mean anything about it. I just said, you're looking pretty good. And that's that. Well, glad you had a good interview. Oh, it was it was, it was a wonderful. I'm sorry. I missed rehearsal. Were we not doing this mass hat thing? We are. I, just, I was just yeah, trying oh, to... Oh, oh, know, oh, no, no. We're just down. We're just, I thought you might have some last comment about uh, the backs... No, relationship I was with Rob Halford. Noticing all. how Bax was steamrolling all over your bit. I'm no, not. There's no, plenty of time here. No, exactly. Yeah. I, I was gladly entertaining. Listen, if he went right into, up for you, man. I'm just trying to. You know. Steve, if he'd gone right into the mass hat, we'd have all this extra time at the end <laughs> exactly. of it. Exactly. And, and you know, who wants to have that? You know, that that uh, uncomfortable moment of silence. You're know. right. We, at least two of us are on the same wavelength. Steve. Oh wait a minute. What, what did I do? <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to uh, harp on backs here for, for his No, you weren't you, you stopped harping. Disrespect it. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yes, today's story with not enough details to chew up a significant amount of time. So here we go. <laughs> and it's true. Good. As a woman scheduled to make a court appearance earlier this week in Dublin, California, because she'd been arrested for stealing a car. So she showed up to her court appearance in another stolen car. 41-year-old Brandy Jones arrived at the Dublin courthouse, according to authorities, driving a different stolen vehicle to appear for her court order about another vehicle that she stole. All right, but think about this. She's mm-hmm. in a desperate situation. If she doesn't appear in court, she's right? going to get tossed in jail, sure. right? Yeah. All right, and if the only way that she can get there because her previous stolen car is no longer in her possession mm-hmm. is to steal another car, then, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, you can't give, miss your court appearance. Give her credit for ingenuity, I think, right? I'm more impressed that a woman got somewhere on time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the I thing. I mean, she showed up for the court appearance on time. Right? It wasn't like yeah. she was late. They were looking for her. She just showed up and it happened to be a stolen vehicle. But she got there without asking for directions. Mm-hmm. But she looked great, though, because yes, she spent she, all morning trying to get the gussied up for did, it. Sure. Yeah. And right after authorities figured out that she had driven another stolen vehicle to her court order appearance about a stolen vehicle, they took her right back to Santa Rita Jail less than a mile away. Oh, Santa Santa Rita. Yes. What am I thinking of? Uh, 26 miles across the... Oh, Santa, Santa Catalina. Santa Catalina is waiting for me. 
26 <laughs> miles across the... Who was that? that did I don't that? even uh-huh. know. I think it was uh, Mitch Miller in the gang or something Jesus. like that. Jesus. So we can play... Tell, you're talking to two old men about Mitch Miller. Well, because I know... You're the only one who knows the reference. Because I know you heard those first run when you were kids. That's why I'm trying to relate. I told you, I got to gear my material on this show. Well, I'll find it. We'll play it instead of a Tom Petty tune next hour. How about hey, that? Hey, that sounds great. Make you happy. Uh-huh. Coming up next in the 102-second sports... Steve and Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds, engaging in a joke-off that you missed yesterday, Bax. Can't wait. You're going to love it. Straight ahead on Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 a.m. on Rock 102. we got highs in the 50s today. Some rain going on right now. It'll end mid-morning. Tomorrow, 50-ish with sunshine. Sunday, 50-ish with rain. So we got that going for us, which is nice. The weather brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. The Masters in golf, of course, next weekend. So the final tune-up is the Valero Texas Open. Russell Knox leads with a 7-under 65 after round one. At the bottom of the leaderboard, not so dynamite for Jimmy Walker. Not the same guy. He shot a 6-over 77. So good luck digging out of that hole. Meantime, in hoops, the Celtics hosting the Pacers tonight at 7.30. You can catch that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. The UConn Women Huskies taking on the number one Stanford team tonight at 9.30 in Minneapolis for the women's Final Four. The men's Final Four will resume on Saturday. The NIT championship took place last night. Xavier over Texas A&M, 73-72. And among those who will be inducted into the Hall of Fame for the class of 2022 here in Springfield, former UConn star Swin Cash. Congrats. In hockey, the Bruins blasted the Devils last night, 8-1. to And the Thunderbirds are at Providence tonight and back home tomorrow and Sunday. Tommy Cross joined us yesterday on a Thunderbird Thursday. And he and Steve, uh, Steve Nagel engaged in a little joke off. Why can't Cinderella play on a hockey team? Because she has a, a habit of running away from the ball. Oh, wait a second. That's a field hockey joke. Sorry, man. I, I totally blew that one for you. So, I, maybe I should just not participate in these interviews. Oh, boy. Again. Hey, what, I, got one, I got one for you. Oh, hey, oh okay. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, dummy. What's a referee's least favorite type of employment? What? Overtime. Oh, yeah! How about that? Tommy Cross with the better jokes this week. Yes, the win for Tommy Cross yesterday in the joke-off. <laughs> well, very nicely done. Well, by somebody. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Coming up next, Bax will have his view from the couch all about the Celtics and 76ers not commenting on something. Teams are winding down their regular season schedules. You might also be aware that for the last two years there's been a global pandemic going on. Now, I'm not saying that the NBA playoffs can be negatively affected by COVID protocols, but I'm also not saying that they're not. What I am saying is that there are certain teams, including the Boston Celtics, who are suddenly being oddly mysterious about their vaccination status despite completing 77 games already this season. Yesterday, the Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers were both evasive when questioned about the vaccination status of their players as both teams suddenly find themselves facing the possibility of playing first-round playoff games in Toronto against the Raptors. 
If the season were to end this very minute, it would be the Celtics gaining home field advantage against the Raptors in the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. But since Philadelphia and Milwaukee are all separated by a single game in the standings, the playoff picture is not yet set in stone. Either way, somebody's going to be playing road games in Toronto, where the Canadian government requires all players who are entering into the country to be fully vaccinated. And when asked if either team is up to date with their vaccines, both the Celtics and the Sixers declined to comment. Now, I don't mean to be a jerk, but if you're in the NBA and you're not vaccinated, then you run the risk of going into Canada to play basketball on the road, then you'll be staying home. And the other guys will be playing a crucial playoff game without you. Not to get the political or to shove an unwanted agenda into your face, but this is the NBA playoffs we're talking about here. This is something really important. It's not like going to Canada on an optional vacation. These are the playoffs. And if your team isn't fully vaccinated, then your only option is to lose enough games so that you don't find yourself having to go to Toronto. So for the sake of adhering to international protocols, I would strongly suggest that the Celtics keep up this two-game losing streak just to stay safe. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. What's on sale at Rockies? Well, you have options. You could look in your phone by downloading the app, and you'll have the uh, the flyer right there on your phone. You can go to your, your laptop or your desktop on rockies.com and find it there, or just walk into the store and say, hey, I'd like a sales flyer, please. And then, you know, you'll be saving money left and right at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my two Springfield's Classic Rock, 7-Eleven. And Def Leppard with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Hey, your April Fool's forecast today. Hey, hey, hey. No, this is a real one. This isn't a joke. Highs in the 50s. We got rain right now. It's going to end by mid-morning. Hey, uh, real quick, my buddy that made that video, and then you called him a loser. Yes. And he said, uh, are you sure he wasn't looking at his reflection in the bottle of the ranch dressing? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Burned you. Uh, It's on between between me and whoever I can't say the name of. Mr. X. Mr. X. All right, Mr. X. Well, you listen. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know what this discussion was all about yesterday. I mean, you were talking about ranch yesterday, and that's what uh, no, it was from brought back, this on. No, it's from back on National Ranch Dressing Day that yeah. this guy was hammering me. Yeah, because well, then we have a discussion about like you like ranch a lot, and Steve and I are more blue cheese guys. Yeah, so. and that, but but I will say I like both. Blue cheese uh, with some gorgon, like chunky gorgonzola added in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's good, good stuff. Well, let me just say, I was at Lulu's the other night in Enfield with my college buddies, and I had a salad with ranch dressing, and I had wings with blue cheese. So there you go. How about that? Wow. Okay. Listen to you sounding now, Listen to you embracing diversity. Speaking of which, they don't make the wings around here like they do up in upstate New York, No, do they? but these yeah. are pretty good, actually. I kind of liked them, and they came in all sorts of different flavors. I had the teriyaki, which I recommend, at yeah. Lulu's. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just mentioning a, a, a moment ago that wouldn't it be great if we had someone working here that you could just go out and grab us coffee and, mm-hmm. or snacks yes. or whatever? Yeah, yes. I, I ran out of my iced coffee, and I'm really iced coffee thirsty this morning, mm-hmm. so I would like another one. But uh, yeah, see, I'm already there's drinking. nobody here to get us any. See, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking coffee in, in a travel mug, and I'm going slow. I mean that's a pretty that's a good size iced coffee you got it's there. It's really that's, not. That's though. like you're guzzling it down. <laughs> you know, I, I I measured this out before. If you put the ice in it and yeah. then you pour the coffee on it, you're only getting about like a, less than half of that size cup. You know, you can ask them to go easy on the ice. Yeah, but I liked ice too. I like it ice cold. This son of a bitch is ice cold. Right, but you're sucking yeah. the, down mm. these things like you know, like Kobayashi style. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's good. So it's like a, you're like the Joey Chestnut of Guy's Coffee. I am. Somebody's on the phone. Maybe they're going to offer to bring us something. Yeah, let's see. Who we got? 
Go ahead. Uh, hey, go yeah, ahead, Andrew. We, yeah, we, we, we bleeped one out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we, got a, we got a dumb button over there. Yeah. All right, I, got the, I don't see anybody <laughs> ringing right anybody now. Oh, yeah, no. interesting. Uh, it's no. flashing on my phone here. All right. Uh, Line two. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Oh, hello. All right. Well, thank, thank you very you. much for your participation. Hmm. Yeah, Damn. See? Great. All right. Uh, today. What is today? April Fool's. April Friday. Fool's. April Fool's. It's I can't believe Friday. I said it. So I got... I got uh, tricked one time years ago at the radio station in Syracuse walked into the kitchen similar to a morning like this where didn't have any food didn't have any coffee I was kind of hungry and somebody had made a beautiful sponge cake and ah. I bit right into it it was a real sponge oh ah. <laughs> I bit into a sponge and, and I was like good you know I, was yeah, like, yeah. I swore out nobody was around and I carefully put it back, and I didn't want to admit to anybody that yeah. I that I had been had. What a great gag! And it, it let me tell you, the feeling of having a sponge against your teeth is one of the. It's kind of like nails on a chalkboard. I was like horrified in that moment. That's so, great. But I, I never admitted it, and whoever it was that pulled that prank at the radio station. Probably doesn't know to this day that they got me. Probably working in a much bigger market, making a lot more money. Now. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you were the one who did. I, I think I told you about this. The, the one of the April Fool's pranks that I because mm -hmm. radio, you used to be able to do these things, and mm -hmm. now you're not allowed to do them anymore because companies. It's not just our company; it's all radio that, companies. Yeah. So something, something about lawsuits again that yeah. has uh, everybody all bugged out. Yeah, right. and I, I get it. Well, you know, that's just the way of the world, I guess. But you did uh, one uh, when you were with the Fat Man. About the Easter that, egg hunt. That was Dave and the Fat Man, by the way. I was yeah. the I was the Dave part, just to let people know. Really, yeah. I didn't know that he <laughs> just, would distinct between the two people. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you did. Do you remember this Easter egg hunt thing? I don't remember anything. You passed were, like a week ago. You were doing this. You, you did this whole thing where mm -hmm. you had this audio. It sounded like you were outside somewhere. Oh. It sounded like you were, uh, and, and people were picking up Easter eggs and, and opening them up and finding money. In yes. Them. And oh then the, people God. would come up and go like, hey I, found, hey, I got 20 bucks in here. Yes, it's something we created yeah. in the studio <laughs> with theater of the mind well, well, where that, we made it sound like it was outside. Well, right? that was the best part. Yeah. My brother, I remember my brother and I listening from the beginning of the show to the end of the show uh, <laughs> uh, for this whole bit. Yeah. And you guys were doing this thing outside. And then finally, uh, some guy called in like at the last part of the show and said, Hey, I'm at. Uh, you guys keep saying you're at a park. What park are you at? And then all of a sudden the audio shut off, and you're like, "What are you talking about? We're in the studio yes, here." Yeah. Man, that was some good stuff. Yeah, man. Wah, wah, I yeah. gotta tell you, Dave, uh, that is bananas. See, well, um, enough for. So, hey, listen, it was a good enough bit for somebody to remember it. What thirty years later? It's a, actually. I think the thing that is most remarkable is that there were enough gullible people like you who mm. believe they were actually out in the park. Again, I was. 12 years old. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I think the best gag I ever saw was a non-radio gag. Mm -hmm. But it was like, you know, the, the, I knew a guy who uh, who used to own like an ambulance company. And uh, he was always doing practical jokes on, on friends. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you could never fully trust the guy. But, you know, some of them that he did were always really elaborate. The most elaborate one he did. He had a, you remember the old like, ast like uh, Astro Vans? Yes. You remember those? Little, little, Chevy, little? Chevy Astro Vans. Yeah, right? yeah, they were like the early yeah. uh, like minivans mm -hmm. for families. Yeah. He had uh, those vinyl decals made. And this was like a white Astro Van. So you mm -hmm. can picture that in your head. He had these decals made that he put on the side of this vehicle. Okay. And the decal said, 
publisher's clearinghouse oh, van. Okay. And uh, or a publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol. I think mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yep. And it looked just like the van you used to see in the in the in the uh, commercials sure for did. the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Ed McMahon, I think, was the spokesperson for that Ed, for a long time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But Ed McMahon never went to anybody's house. No. He never he never delivered the check to anybody. It was mm-hmm. always like a like a, a bunch of PR mm-hmm. employees that would show up. Sure. Well, there was a guy that owned a club, and uh, he was all—he was like the cheapest guy in the world, and he would always sign up for, for sweepstakes, and he never won anything, until this day, oh. when uh, the guy is sitting in the back of the van. He has like two of his interns driving the van to the, to this guy's house, mm-hmm. and they videotape the entire thing. They got the big five foot check, yep. you know, that he won like uh, ten million dollars, sure. and they knock on his front door. And the guy bites at it hook, line, and sinker. Sweet. He starts crying. He starts, you know, <laughs> sobbing. Yep. It's like, oh, I, just, I can't believe I won. It was, it was like so dramatic. And, you know, there's the, they got the, the big, you know, video camera, like right in the guy's face, and they're in the entire thing. And then here's my buddy that owns the, <laughs> the ambulance company coming out of the van at the end of it. And this guy gets so angry, he winds up chasing him and almost <laughs> beating the living snot out of him. But it was like, that, that I mean to me that was a good gag. That was an elaborate yeah. setup, a good punchline, and it was all on video for us to confirm. And nobody was, got hurt. Remember those two guys? Well, they got emotionally hurt. Yes. Remember those two guys in Boston who uh, did that whole prank that the mayor's wife had died? Yes. And, yes. Uh, and look, know, and look but, what happened to them. Yeah, I know. They they were banished from radio and never heard from them ever again. <laughs> that was uh, Mayor Menino, I think, at the time. Yes, right. It was. Yes, yeah. that yeah. didn't work out very well for them. Yeah, and there's, you know, again, that's the reason why we're not doing any of these. Right. Uh, I remember my dad waking me up when I was probably six or seven years old, saying, "Hey, there's a plane crashed on the front lawn of the house." And then you get up, and there was no plane on the. Uh, the front lawn of the house. I was very upset about that. And then when I was like 23 working at Pizzeria Uno's and uh, he wakes me up at uh, like 8.30 in the morning and goes, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I'm yeah. like, oh, you're not pulling that one on me again. And by the way, there's no such thing as September, fools. Wow. Well, that's pretty dark yeah. from the old man. Well, yeah. no. uh, he wasn't meaning it as a prank. No, no, I get it. We, we did another harmless prank years ago at another radio station in Syracuse, not the Dave and the Fat Man show, but the Gomez and Dave show. Yeah. And it was the sound of a cricket. Mm-hmm. Every radio station, I think, has tried this thing where it's like almost subliminal. It's off in the background. Every time we came out of a song or opened the mic or did the news, you heard this cricket way off in the distance. And people kept calling and calling. You guys, you got a cricket prop? We're like, what are you talking about? So we played dumb the whole time. Ah, oh, we had man. a sound effect of a cr- and And you've heard crickets before, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Real ones. That that's the soundtrack of the show, though. Normally, yeah. isn't it? exactly. That's what that's show. back to yeah, the point. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was the extent of my April yeah. Fool's experience. That's, uh, that's probably that's probably for the best yeah. that we not do them this no. year. No. It's seven twenty one with back Steve and Dave and Rock one oh two. Two with back Steve and Dave and Vincent Fernier. That was Cooper. Yeah. No, right? oh, yeah. Is that his real? Is that his real name? Right. I think I just. Pulled that out of thin air. I don't even know. I no, think- it is. It's, it's uh, Vincent uh, Fernier. Have you inter- interviewed him before? A few years? times. Yeah. Yeah. Good, I bet. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. You know, he's a golfer, and uh, we've offered to golf with him numerous times when he's come to, you know, like Syracuse when I was there. Doesn't like that. Doesn't well, want to. Because every, every, you know, he's, yeah. Everybody asks him to go golfing. Yeah. And as you know, there's only so much golf a guy can do before he's like, oh, my God, I got to golf again. Well, I got I to gotta put, you know, five hours and play 18 holes. Well, he does. Everybody, he, everybody's asking him. He plays by himself. 
But yeah, and that's fine. But it's yeah. like that's on his that's on his schedule. I can't stand playing golf by myself. I gotta have somebody to talk to. You don't like playing with yourself? No, I don't. Well, in these situations I'm in mean, now, I got to. Well, but I understand. I, I mean, yeah. you know, you do what you got to do. Then why'd you take this job? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh, um, boy. I, later on uh, this morning, I want to take a, just a, a few minutes of your very busy schedule mm-hmm. to tell you about uh, Wednesday night. Very interesting night. Very enjoyable night. Yeah? Yeah. Did you I, get slapped in the face? I did not. No. Didn't get close enough to the Wilbur to get there. But, uh, yeah, there was always that possibility. But, I, uh, you know, the, I, we real quick, uh, Sophie and I went to, uh, to the show in Boston. And uh, we had dinner, and I'm I'm obsessing about this because now I want to see if there's anything that uh, around here that does it, and if there is, I don't know about it, so I will uh, take any suggestions. We went to a hot pot restaurant in Boston. Hot pot. Oh my lord! Hot pot is like a it's it's an Asian uh, meal. They serve a uh, like a pot like a like a shallow pot of mm-hmm. broth. Yeah. yeah, and then you order things to put into the broth. So there's like, you know, meat and uh, mushrooms and vegetables and seafood and noodles or, you know, whatever you want to put yeah. in there. And the and it, they put it on, on like a hot plate in the middle of the table. And the longer it sits on the hot plate, the more delicious it gets as you go along. Gotcha. Because everything gets concentrated and, you know, the, the things that you add are, uh, you know, it, you know, change the flavor. It's like the more you have, the more complex the meal becomes. Right. Oh my God! It was so fantastic, and I don't know if anybody—I mean, in a larger, in a bunch of larger cities, you can find hot pot places all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, around here, I don't know if anyone is doing that. You and know if what? they do, I want to go because it's so damn good. I bet you there's one in Hartford somewhere. Maybe I got to find it because, uh, good lord, it was so delicious. Like I don't think I've ever had soup that was that good in my life. I'll have to try something like that. Good soup. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's one of the hot pots around on Main Street in Hartford. Really? Uh, Prospect Avenue in Hartford, the Han Hot Pot House. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it would be great to go to, you know, to do uh, something a little bit closer to home, something in Western Mass. But man, I got to tell you, that was spectacular. So uh, if you know about anything, you could email me at backs at rock102.com. Oh, apparently the owner of uh, K's in Westfield is uh, planning to open a hot pot restaurant in Springfield. Shut your mouth. That's what I hear. Where? That's what these people tell me. Where, where, where? I don't know. I got to know. She doesn't know. <sighs> K's is actually a pretty popular place. It's been around for a while, right? K's is a really good place. I really, really? like K's. Yeah, they got good sushi there, and they got the good uh, stir fry. I like when they take the little guy with the little, look like he's peeing out the uh, the water. Oh, they put the that right on the edge? Yeah, yeah, yeah I so like that. Cute. That's so funny. Cute. That is hilarious. Well, but, speaking of restaurants, coming up in the Rock 102 News, uh, Haitian, Puerto Rican, and soul food merging here in our area for a new restaurant. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's, I got out of that already. Well, that's a horse of a different color. Yeah. What a, yes, it, yes, <laughs> it is. It's uh, 7.30. News is next. The Rock 102. <laughs> it's 7.32. With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. And it's time for news. Brought to you by Jay Smeagle Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. Uh, here's uh, Dave Coombs. In Ukraine, the Russian bombing continues. Forces from Russia blocking a convoy of 45 buses trying to evacuate people. After Russia had agreed to a limited ceasefire in the area, they're putting the block on people trying to escape through the humanitarian corridor there. 
Meantime, in Springfield, the officers charged with assault for the fight outside of Nathan Bill's bar in 2015 got their verdicts yesterday. Two of them were found guilty. Two of them were found not guilty of the charges. And one of them passed out, apparently, due to the stress yeah. over the whole thing. Well, uh, you know, when you realize, oh, uh, I'm actually going to face a consequence for my action? Oh, I can't handle it. Uh. Why couldn't he have passed out at Nathan Bills? If he had done that, he wouldn't have gotten himself in trouble. I probably would have been a better idea. I've seen a couple of people pass out at that place. I've seen many people pass out at that place. <laughs> According to Western Mass News and our good friend Briseta Landaverde, in Springfield, police are asking for the public's help with information related to an early morning shooting that occurred this past weekend on Worthington Street. It left one man hospitalized. The 28-year-old gunshot victim with life-threatening injuries is in the hospital following that early morning shooting, which occurred again last Saturday. So if you got any info... I got nothing. I'll put there. Police need your help. But that was more uh, towards uh, downtown. Yes. On the Worthington. Yes. Yeah. Downtown. Downtown. I don't like hearing that. We were talking about restaurants a few minutes ago, and I promised you the note about the... Haitian, Puerto Rican, and soul food restaurant. It's actually in Southington, Connecticut, so you'll have to do a little traveling to get to Prime Indulgence, which is open now. All right. Dan, uh, did you say or did you not say that there, that the, uh, the, the where did you say that uh, Hot Pot was going to be opening up? Uh, the corner where next to Olive Garden in, uh, on e- by the Eastfield Mall. At the Olive Garden? Next to the Olive Garden. Next to the Olive Garden, because that would be like <laughs> Marshalls and juicy seafood. Yeah, I don't know what's and Golden Corral is right there too, isn't it? Golden Corral is over there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, maybe. I'm telling you, I if it's opening up, I can't wait to go because that was astounding. It was that good? And I'm still talking about it two days later. I rarely talk about a meal two days later unless it's really good. So well, hopefully. Yeah, they'll do it, and it'll be fantastic. Well, let's see what happens. Yes, we will. You guys on TikTok or not? Uh, no. I yeah, I'm on TikTok. I, I, I don't watch I don't, it. I don't post anything. Yeah. I just I just view it from afar. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. TikTok's comment sections are being spammed by two new phrases, and users are users are completely unsure what the words mean. So if you've logged on to TikTok and you've seen story time mm-hmm. or crop, mm-hmm. if you don't know what it means. Here's what it means. Story time's easy. It's when a user asks that they're commenting on a video that has teased them in a way or has shown them the end results of something and they're looking for more context to know what happened. That brings in the story time aspect. And when a TikTok user writes crop, they're asking for the uploader to re-upload their video so it can be screenshotted and cropped without anything covering the image. This includes the like and share buttons on the right side, the caption or the search bar up top. Is this story from Boomer Magazine? It sounds like it, right? I uh, I was reading the story yesterday and I go, you know, I remember the days when I would get annoyed at my grandmother for going, why is the VCR blinking 12 again? Can mm-hmm. you fix that? Because you're the only one that knows how to fix that. Because when you're a kid, you know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, now I've reached the age where I have to question, what's this story time mean? And what's this crop mean? Oh, Thank you, Boomer Journal. You gave me the article and explained everything to me. Steve, you're you're, you're a little too young to know what this feels like all day long. But mm-hmm. it, the, as you gauge into your 50s yeah. and beyond, 
you find yourself more and more saying the exact kind of things that your grandparents would say. Well, that's a story targeted at my age group. It is. Because we're trying to figure out what this stuff means. And what I'm telling you, this will hardly be the last time you feel so lost in the weeds. Oh, boy. And by the way, the story came from MassLive.com. I don't know if it originated from Boomer Magazine or not. Well, it probably was. It was the the cover story on Boomer Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had to look uh, something up the other day. I saw some, uh, actually, uh, somebody says, is it cap or crap? And I didn't know what the hell cap meant. I still don't know what it means, but I have to look it up because now I want to know what the opposite of crap is. As in bust a cap in his ass? I a- do not know, and I don't. I am I'm afraid to just assume. Hmm. Is it cap or crap? I don't know. I drove by the Southwick Sportsman's Club yesterday. Yes. And they have a sign out there. Now, I'm pretty sure it says heated pistol tournament, but it, the H was missing, and it said eated pistol tournament. And no. I'm like, mmm, pistols. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make me hungry. No. Well, it could be the part of that new show, Is It Cake, that I was talking about, where they make cake, but they make it look like something else, like a shoe or a building or a gun. Yeah. Maybe. So who knows? Oh, I want the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, three idiots, sitting here without any cake. That's, That's right. right. Northampton, a Springfield man found guilty of gun and drug charges from a traffic stop that occurred on Route 10. According to a news release from the office of the Northwestern District Attorney's Office provided to Southampton Police, this particular man found guilty of ghost gun and drug charges. These ghost gun, ghost gun stories keep cropping up more and more these days, apparently. Ghost gun! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it means. You don't think so? I don't. Yeah, no, yeah. it's when they're uh, stealing the parts. They put them together like a model airplane, mm-hmm. and uh, they're untraceable because the thing that they leave off is the uh, the serial numbers. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to not to get caught at your crimes. Right. Volunteers in New Jersey have been picking up trash from the beaches of that fine state. The good gar- luck. The garden state, as it were. Well, exactly. Good luck. Here's a list. Of all of the stuff they've found on the beaches of New Jersey, the folks from the Clean Ocean Action Coastal Environmental Group releasing its annual report as the result of its cleanup of beaches. And here's what they found. A bottle of male enhancement pills. Mm. A set of braces. Mm. A glow-in-the-dark condom. Mm. Doesn't say whether it was used or not. Sorry. Don't have that detail. Also, a Turkish Airlines hygiene kit. Mm. And... A hunk of human hair. Well, that could happen. A full set of dentures. That could happen. A thong, a used Narcan kit, several marijuana bags, empty, a bullet casing, a fake eyeball, a parking ticket, a lottery ticket, a glue stick, a mini refrigerator, a toilet brush, a TV remote control, a mason jar filled with, they think liquor, they're not sure. Mm. A plastic monkey and a set of rosary beads. All yeah. those things are justifiable. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that sticks out of my mind, mm-hmm. what are you doing with a toilet brush at the beach? It's stuff that washed up on the beach, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just p- people use the beach, the public beach, as their own personal like garbage dump. Like I mean, well, TV remote control. Well, you got to remember those garbage barges that they take from New York City. Mm-hmm. 
if you're talking about the beaches in New Jersey, right? All that water, all that stuff washes up. Remember the hypodermic needles that they were finding back in the '80s, right? Yeah, it's the same type of thing. They were all coming off the garbage barge. See, I'm thinking like if you go to like Misquamacut or something like that, yeah. or, or Newport, and they've got uh, you know bathroom facilities, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach. I just can't imagine someone like using the bathroom facilities and say, "I'm going to clean this thing up while I'm while I'm here." By taking a brush, you find yeah. you find a heroin needle on a beach in New Jersey, and you put it up to your ear. You, you can, can hear somebody being revived with Narcan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I have to try that there next time. Go. I'm walking along the beach in New Jersey. Ooh, he's saved. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as we're doing hard news, this one from Reddit: a discussion ongoing right now. Is it sexual harassment to touch a statue inappropriately? Well, who's around? Again, I. You know, I. That's a very good question. And what are they touching on this statue? Again, very good question. The, bit, the various bits and pieces that are naughty. Well, yes, but somebody's touch of one particular body part could be construed as innocent, whereas in somebody else does it in the way they do it in mm. front of whom right. is the question. We'll I don't find know. Out. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Is it sexual harassment or not to touch a statue inappropriately? It depends. I think it's not sexual harassment. I would say maybe uh, it's, lewd and, it's lewd and lewd. lascivious behavior. Oh, I thought it was lascivious. <laughs> no, I'm no, Mister Westfield Statte. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was like indecent exposure or indecent behavior. What'd you say? Uh, lewd and lascivious. L- l- lascivious. Thank you. It's one of the that's yeah. one of the properties in risk, I think. Last yeah. of us. I, I, yeah. How do you sexually harass an inanimate object? Well, right. It's yeah. a good question. I don't know if you saw this in the NBA the other night. A guy threw a fake elbow, like he he mimicked, like he was being closely guarded by a guy, and he mimicked like he was going to throw an elbow at the guy. Right. He was thrown out of the game. He was ejected for, for that throw, for throwing a a fake elbow. He didn't hit the guy. He. Th- yeah. yeah, but the official sees it, you yes. know, and if he sees it from a certain angle, he may think, well, that was an intentional, yeah. egregious it's error. A, it's a threat. He got ejected from the game. And yet Will Smith walks away unscathed. That's <laughs> exactly. get detained at the, at the Oscars. But I would see somebody being sexually harassed if you were doing something inappropriate to the statue. If you were doing something inappropriate to the statue for the purposes of offending somebody specific, mm-hmm. then I would say, yeah, then maybe that's you know harassment. But I think for the most part, mm-hmm. it's lewd and lascivious behavior. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with most of that. All right. Coming up next and now hear this. What exactly does it take for high school students to roast their teachers? We got some viral video to share with you, and I know you're not going to be able to see it. We have the audio portion of it coming up and now hear this on Rock 102. Sweet. Go with Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 54. Tomorrow, though, very nice, sunny and a high of 54. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. We have another forecast coming up here. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one is another forecast. Straight from Alexa today, getting in on the act on this special day. Here's today's weather forecast. Look for lots of antics with a good chance of toothpaste and Oreos. Ah. Relative tomfoolery turning to fake insects and lampshades. There's a slight chance of sitting on a whoopee cushion, followed by swapping the sugar and the salt. Chance of going to the bathroom on a toilet wrapped in cellophane, 70%. And that's your forecast for April 1st. There's Alexa with her special oh, there you go. special forecast. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. Too many pranks. 
I don't like it. You know, you're, pay, you're paying for, uh, you're, you've paid for the device. Mm-hmm. You've paid for your Amazon Echo Dot. Yep. You just wanted to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't be just nice to have like one woman in your life that's just going to be straight up and, and honest. <laughs> I had a problem with the GPS where it was a woman telling me where to go when I was on the roadway. So I like, turn that off. I mean, I got enough of that already. With my luck, if I asked Alexa, hey, Alexa, how you doing? She'd say, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know she's not. Right. I know she's. There's, I know she's covering something up. There's yep. something definitely wrong there when she says I'm fine. Oh, oh yeah. you know, there's something de- definitely wrong. Especially the quickness she says it. Yes. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've all experienced that before. So yesterday, the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame had to be shut down as Woody Harrelson made this announcement. It is an honor to have my star so close to theirs. Oh, no, I don't, I don't have a star. <laughs> I don't. How do, who do you got to talk to? Anyway... These are the greatest guys making some of the greatest music. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Woody Harrelson announcing the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and there was such a, I guess, a, a surge of crowd action and mm-hmm. potential problems. They had to shut down Hollywood Boulevard. Damn. For, yeah. the, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? For the Red Peppers? Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't think anybody was that into them anymore. <laughs> I, I kind of stopped in 1986. I can't stand that Scar Tissue song we play. That is like the most annoying song. You don't like that one? Hot Chili Peppers mm. ever. What about Under the Bridge? That's all right. Mm-hmm. That's that, an all right that's one. The, that's the one I don't like. Yeah. You don't like that one? I don't I don't like that one. All right. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Yeah, How about that's that? a good one. Yeah, yeah, blood, yeah. blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one, too. Mm-hmm. I know some people really like them, and all I'm just going to say is... Anthony Kiedis can't sing. That's just yeah. going out there. I'm going well, on a limb. Everybody does. else in that band is actually very, very talented. Well, yes- Anthony, he's like you know, hanging on to those guys. Yesterday, Dave had audio of the of just isolated audio from what song was that again? Yeah, it was it was Anthony Kiedis, and I've got it uh, right here for you if I can grab it. And yes, Bax did miss the show yesterday and missed this. Yeah, we're catching you up on everything you missed yesterday. Yeah, All th- right, good. This, yeah. this was the actual song. <laughs> I've heard quite enough. All right, now check this out, okay? Here we go. You get the idea. It's about five minutes of live performances of that song that some guy has compiled into all the gibberish that Anthony Kiedis has sung over the years. And you just played like uh, 15 seconds of it. I want to hit you in the face with a shovel. I mean, that's that's what it does to me. I noticed your anger rising, which is why I cut it off where I did. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, that was unexpected in today's Mm -hmm. Now Hear This, so that would have been cut number, I'm not good at math, three maybe. Three, okay, yep. So here's cut number four. I asked the question earlier, what does it take for high school students to roast their teachers? Well, here's a high school teacher named Sam Salem with a video he put out on TikTok that's gone viral. High school kids will roast you over the most mundane things. I was minding my business eating a sandwich, and a couple of students walked up to me, and one goes, Mr. Salem, are you eating that sandwich with no beverage? I responded, uh, yeah, I guess I am. The student turns and shouts to his friends, Mr. Salem eats his lunch with no bev. This girl chimes in and goes, no Bev, it's giving sociopath. My students literally called me no Bev Salem for the rest of the week. That went viral. And that has gotten so many views that apparently it's causing an an issue on TikTok. So what the hell is that? I don't even a roast. 
That's not yeah. That's not a good roast. Well, well that was his point. Who yeah. wrote that joke? Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Only to find out that it was Amy Schumer's joke and right. she ripped it off of Margaret Cho. Right. His point, his complaint from that teacher, Sam Salem, was that kids make fun of anything just to make fun of it, even if there's not a good reason to make fun of it. All right. The kids today have to understand that there needs to be a setup, maybe a punchline, maybe right. a callback to a previous right. joke, and you got to start to you know working these things out and say like open mic nights before you hit the big the big rooms or or the big radio shows like ours. Whatever. So big, big time. Yeah. No. You know. Yes. So in other words, you're in support of this teacher being flabbergasted by absolutely it makes no getting sense. made fun of because he was eating a sandwich without a beverage. Well, but he's just pointing out the irregularities of mm-hmm. of the roasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not even good. He's saying it. He's pointing out how it's not even funny. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. But I mean, this is something we all knew from high school days yeah. anyway, because kids will do anything to make fun of another well, kid. If you had like you know Jeff Ross or mm-hmm. you know Lisa Lampanelli on the dais, I mean that's you know you're you're going to get a good chance of being actually roasted by qualified professionals. Mm-hmm. These kids today, they don't know what the hell they're doing. We used to call the janitor uh, that had uh, his finger cut off in some sort of, uh, I don't know, boiler accident. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's old nine and a half. Hey, old nine and a half. <laughs> there he a- is, mopping the floors again, old wow. nine and a half. See, that's great. Yeah. That's really good. See, that's funny. Mm-hmm. That's a good That's a good roast joke. Yep, good setup, good joke. Excellent content. Yeah. And was that you, by the way, or not? Or it's just a classmate? Old nine and a half? Yeah. Was that your joke? Actually, I just, uh, I, I changed the story to fit the what we were doing here. <laughs> that was actually my dad who lost his finger on the railroad, and then uh, my sister used to call him old nine and a half, and then he would chase after her, uh, trying to run her down yeah. and choke her. Well, but, I'm glad uh, you didn't tell us that part of the story, because well, that would have been like too close, too well, emotional. Well, no, I was just trying to make it fit for what we were doing here. You know, this is an entertainment show. It's not it really is? supposed to be fact-based or anything like that. Never mm-hmm. has been before. Yeah. Who knew, right? That's right. There you go, Max. A little more for you. Yeah. I've had quite enough. Scar tissue coming up in just a few minutes here. The hell it is. 102. Everyone has a project they want. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. on Rock 102. we got some rain going on right now. It's going to end by mid-morning. We're going to have highs in the 50s today. We're going to have 50s tomorrow with clear skies and sun. We're going to have rain on Sunday with highs in the 50s as well. And the weather is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with hoops, the Celtics hosting the Pacers tonight at 7.30. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Also, the Final Four on the men's side beginning Saturday night. The Final Four on the women's side beginning tonight in Minneapolis. The Huskies of UConn going up against the number one seed Stanford at 9.30 tonight. And speaking of the Huskies, their former star Swin Cash will be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame for 2022 alongside NBA stars Manu Ginobili and Tim Hardaway, former longtime NBA head coach George Carl, and West Virginia head coach Bob Huggins. Also last night in the NIT tournament, Xavier won the championship by beating Texas A&M 73-72. to Hockey, the Bruins over the New Jersey Devils last night 8-1. to Our Springfield Thunderbirds at Providence tonight, then back home tomorrow and Sunday at the Mass Mutual Center. And in baseball, Red Sox legend David Ortiz has another big hit. Whistle 
Whistle Pig Distillery is launching the world's first toasted baseball bat finished whiskey. They created it by using wood from Big Poppy's bats. The addition is 100% rye whiskey aged six years in American oak before being finished for six weeks in barrels containing Ortiz's toasted maple wood bats. Then it's bottled at 96.56 proof. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And affordable, I guess. Available for pre-order right now, just $49.99 each. If you go to shop.whistlepigwhiskey.com and a limited quantity of the bottles, signed by Ortiz, available for 340 bucks, with proceeds benefiting the David Ortiz Boston Heart Classic, which raises money for children in need of heart surgery. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Coming up next in Bax's View from the Couch, a hockey story that soon will become a great trivia question. Stay tuned to Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, there's nothing more important to a casual sports fan than a bunch of otherwise meaningless statistics. You kidding me? We inhale that junk like it's life-sustaining oxygen. Give me a bunch of indecipherable numbers and I'll use them inappropriately all day long. However, there are times when some of these meaningless stats actually become interesting, as if they suddenly have some sort of relevance. This is not one of those times, of course, but in a situation like this, you may say, huh, isn't that something? Which brings me to the great game of hockey. As many of you know, uh, hockey last night, uh, the New York Islanders smoked the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 5-2. to two. Now, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't give a frog's fat ass about a game like this. In fact, I still don't. However, last night during the game, New York defenseman Sebastian Ajo scored his first goal of the season. Now, here's where things get interesting. Sebastian Ajo's goal happened at exactly 7.14 p.m. last night. Exactly 34 seconds later, 500 miles away in Montreal, a goal was scored by the other Sebastian Ajo in the NHL from the Carolina Hurricanes during their 4-0 win over the Canadiens. Two guys, the same name, not related, scoring two goals at approximately the same time on the same night. What the hell are the odds of that? You got one Sebastian Ajo from Finland, the other Sebastian Ajo from Sweden. So what you have here is a mind-blowing statistical anomaly committed by a couple of Ajos. You see, this is a kind of freakish statistical oddity that'll have hockey fans going on out of their minds for many years to come. It's the night where two Ajos came out of smelling like roses in a totally separate situation. I can't wait for the weekend to start so I can tell all my wildly disinterested friends about this stunning but otherwise meaningless aberration. Because I don't care who you are, this story is almost fascinating. And I haven't had some in this juicy in years, thanks to these ahos. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's on sale? A lot of stuff is on sale at Rocky's. That's why you got to take a look at the flyer. You can find it on the uh, the app on your phone. Go to your computer, go to rockies.com, or pick it right up there in the store. The sales flyer is online, on the app, or on paper at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's still raining out there, but it's going to end mid-morning. 
Uh, so, you know, I wasn't here uh, yesterday because... Uh, Wouldn't have known the difference. You probably <laughs> didn't. I didn't know if you were even aware that I wasn't here. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I try to keep to myself on the show the most, I can, the best I can. Like it shows. Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought so. I thought uh, this would be an easy day to take off. So Wednesday night, you know, I'm uh, I'm d- discovering, as I age, I'm starting to discover new things about myself, mm-hmm. things that I kind of know but choose not to pay attention to. We went to we went to a concert on uh, a Wednesday night in Boston. I went with my uh, my oldest daughter Sophie. Mm-hmm. Two of us going to Boston. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was really it was a, a a nice night all around. Good bonding experience. Absolutely. Show starts at eight o'clock. Great show by the band uh, Sparks. It was terrific. Uh, but we don't get home until like twelve thirty at night. Okay. So I drive out to Boston. No traffic. Easy in. Easy out. Back home at twelve thirty. I'm still feeling exhausted today. Here it is Friday, two days later. I don't I, I, I don't know how people do this. And they'll, you know, they'll go to shows, they'll work the next day or not work the next day. I'm at the point now where I'm starting to think, I'm getting too old for this stuff. Yeah, you think. And, I, and, and these guys uh, in, in Sparks, these are two brothers who are both in their 70s. And they're first of all, they're dancing around like children. You know, like the, the lead singer Russell okay. uh, is dancing around like he's a twenty-year-old man. And how's he look? Pretty good for a seventy-four-year-old man. Okay, but he's dancing, mm-hmm. and I'm watching him as a fifty-five-year-old guy in row J, uh, seat thirteen, thinking I couldn't dance for more than like three or three or four minutes before I'd have to go lay down. And as Steve said, you're going to need a cane pretty soon too. The way you're walking around, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm I'm walking around like Vito from The Sopranos right now. It's, I mean, it's it's all I need now is some Johnny cakes and I'll be all set to go. Where's my Johnny cakes? Exactly yeah. my point. So I'm you know I'm walking around Boston, kind of hobbling a little bit, and uh, you know we we get into town. We have a, a fabulous dinner, and I've already talked about the hot pot. Mm-hmm. Got to find a local hot pot. The one that uh, that guy showed uh, sent the link Baba for Baba Sushi in, in uh, uh, Sturbridge. Uh, Sturbridge. I've got to go to that. Mm-hmm. That that looks terrific. Anyway, we have dinner, and then we're walking to the Schubert Theater, mm-hmm. and uh, we get around. We 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 walk in onto. I think it's uh, I think it's Tremont Street, and um, there's this huge crowd of yeah. people. I mean, like an enormous crowd of people lined up around the block, mm-hmm. and then there had to be. No exaggeration. Twenty to thirty news crews out there across from the Wilbur Theater. Now uh, I had completely forgotten yes. that on Wednesday night, Chris Rock was at the Wilbur Theater. Have you guys heard about this whole Chris Rock Will Smith thing? No, no tell us. Yeah, what happened? Well, apparently the other night was the Oscars, right? And yeah. Chris made some joke about Will Smith's wife. Anyway, long story short, Will Smith uh, tags him upside the coconut, and uh, all hell breaks loose. Wow, great material if you're a stand-up comedian like Chris Rock. Oh yeah, you figure you got at least 15, 20 minutes sure. out of something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, I'm, we're walking, and you know, it's it's not even registering to me what's going on. Yep. Until I <laughs> until someone says. Oh yeah, Chris Rock is across the street. Mm-hmm. Now you don't see him, but the, you know, you got twenty news crews, and they're all talking to the you know the man on the street interviews. So there's the local, you know, uh, stations from Boston, you know, Channel Four, Seven, and Five. There's uh, you know, Channel Twenty Five. Entertainment Tonight is out there. Yep. All the networks are out there. I mean, it's it's a zoo. And then you have everybody across the street quietly lined up, looking at the big crowd. 
as opposed to the not-quite-sold-out show that we went to. You know, it'd be a great opportunity for criminals in Boston to do something, by the way, with all the news crews gathered to catch Chris Rock. Yeah. They could well, have I, done all sorts of pillaging well, I re- elsewhere. I, I realize that the reason why the traffic was so mm-hmm. slow is mm-hmm. because everybody was already in Boston at the time, mm-hmm. and they were all gathered yep. around the Wilbur Theater. Sure. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it was totally crazy. And, and you think about it, you know, was that show a sellout prior to the uh, the Oscars? Nope. I don't think it was. Nope. And in fact, I think what they did at the Wilbur's, there had been another band booked that night at the Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And Chris Rock became available to do like two or three nights in Boston. And they booted the band and moved them to another one of their venues. And that's, you know, that's what happened. Right. And so now all of a sudden, Chris Rock becomes the biggest story in America for a couple of days. Right. And Boston is acting like... Uh, it, you know, like it's the Hollywood. queen, like the queen of uh, Queen Elizabeth, just you know showed up at, at the Wilbur. Total, ho- total Hollywood feel. And it was kind of nice being across the street from it all, yeah. knowing we were going into a better show, <laughs> where no, where nobody felt slighted or disappointed that they didn't do the right material. You know, I'm wondering if we could pull something off next time. Say Mayor Sarno has a speech he's giving. Why don't we orchestrate some sort of similar event where you go up? One of you guys, because I'm not going to do it. I don't know the mayor well enough. And right. sl- slap the mayor. You, and, you and don't. Then, you, you and, don't. And then, you, you know, boy, all hell would break loose. And, and you'd get all sorts of coverage. And imagine all the press the radio station here would get. Right. Come on, man. You know, that all sounds all very well and yeah. good. And, uh, and I like the mayor. The mayor's a great guy. Right? He always sends a Christmas card. Yeah. Always you know, very... Always very pleasant. Always says hello to my wife when uh, every. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, and, and he uh, loves uh, you guys. Abs- I, I think he'd go along with it. But I would never feel <laughs> so comfortable mm-hmm. with Dom Sarno that I would say, "Hey, Dom, I've got a great idea. <laughs> Listen to this." Yeah, I don't think he would want me to slap him, not because of the slap, right? But because it might mess up his hair okay <laughs> maybe maybe messes up i the see hair. what you mean yep. hair is perfect mm-hmm. uh, absolutely uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there's no other way to put it i don't think i would uh, have the nerve to do that his now, hair I, is perfect just like the warren zevon song by right. the way now because he doesn't know you very well and because you're you know you're, you're relatively new in town mm-hmm. i think you should try it okay yeah uh, so give, it, give it a go you let me do it all right yeah pop, well, you know, you pop him right in the suck see what happens i I hung out with him that night at the Baseball Hall of Fame dinner. I think we bonded. Yeah. I want you next time you see him, I want you to go right up to him. I want you to slap him silly right up, <laughs> right upside the right upside the puss. Wait, you mean without happens. even asking him? You just go right up to him. See all what right. happens. All right. He's probably just trying to get away from you as fast <laughs> yeah. as he possibly could. You dingbat, get out of here. See, you see what I'm doing, Steve? Yeah. I'm setting him up for something to, that that'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah totally set up. Wait, I, I it is he, April I Fool's hope, Day. Uh, no, I, no, we don't do April oh, Fool's. Oh, that's jokes right. Here. Okay. All right, but no, I would I would strongly not recommend uh, hitting Dom Sarna or any. Now I'm gonna feel obligated to say this, or any you know, elected official. Mm-hmm. That was the thing I listened to uh, the it's this podcast with uh, Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome, great, it's great uh, podcast. Well, they they interviewed Ben Stiller the other day, but they also added they must have did the interview like a couple of weeks ago. But they added this uh, preamble to uh, the interview about the Oscars and saying how this sets a dangerous precedent. If you don't like something, then that you know is giving people permission to just walk up on stage and smack the crap out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good thing. I was watching that interview that uh, the Jim Carrey did 
We're yes. talking about it. And, and you know, Jim Carrey says a lot of things that I just kind of scratch my head and going, did he just really say that? Yeah. Um, but what he was saying about the Will Smith thing was actually kind of true. It's like under no circumstances do you have the right to hit anybody, nor do you have the right to interrupt a broadcast of the Oscars because you didn't like the words that were said. Yeah. Kind of like what I went back to the other day. It was like, you know, if you've got a problem with Chris Rock, confront him after the show. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, you know, dismantle a broadcast because you're not happy. You know, it just, it, there's a time and a place for everything. And the time to hit Chris Rock is not in the middle of the Oscars. There are, there'll be plenty of opportunities for you to punch him right in the mouth. We'll get you, we'll get you chances to punch him other days of the week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Now, having said all that, we had a great time. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I love not coming into work every now and then. I love taking that day off and letting you two guys uh, fend for yourselves. And oh, yeah. I not having that. to carry the burden of uh, carrying the show every single day. We You're loved so it, nice. too. Yeah, no, I bet, it, I bet you did. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm feeling the uh, I'm feeling my age after something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you must feel it too. Yeah, like you—you know, you do things. You think, you know, in my youth, I could have done this a million times every single day. Sure. Like, and now here you are, over yeah. the age of fifty, you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like walk up or down a flight of stairs, even. I mean, that's the point I'm at. Yeah, right even now. the parking like, garage yes. we were in—you know—it wasn't a parking lot you drive up to. Mm-hmm. It's actually under the underground. Right. And there's no elevator in this place, so you had to take the stairs. Mm-hmm. I'm huffing and puffing like like two flights of stairs before we even get to dinner. It's exhausting. Getting old, old, man. I'm telling you, man, you have no idea. It really sneaks up on you. When it happens, it ain't pretty. You just wait, Nagel. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'll get there someday, but I'm not there yet, so I'm going to make fun of you as much as I can, both of you. There you go. How about that? I hope I'm alive long enough to see you get old. Exactly. I hope so, too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's 820 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. You, too, on Rock 102 with Back Steve and Dave. And one of Steve's daughters made me one of those... Grade school origami fortune telling devices there, and Dave, oh, yeah. Dave sucks was every single fortune, no matter which panel about, you opened up. How about that, huh? Loved it, and uh, yeah. I, I posted it on there, and people are already chiming in. Ah, man, kids say the darndest things. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> uh, Jeffrey Phillips saying that um, it's just uh, Steve's way of saying he likes you, and that you're fitting in fine. That's according to Jeff Phillips. So. Yeah. Rock 102 list. Yeah, but he may be delusional. Hey, um, yeah, you, you go with that. You yeah, you don't, you don't know anything about Jeff Phillips, and, and, and why should you? And, and Jeff added, Nagel remembers when he was the new guy going up against the audience, LOL. That's true. You remember I that? Do, you remember I do that far remember back? That. I do remember that. I don't remember having such a vitriol and, uh, and uh, names slewed at me, but uh, I'm sure- Well, that was mostly internal. <laughs> yeah, I guess Mostly so. the yeah, people was, working here yeah, was feeling that way. Yeah. Hey, I'm proud of the- name calling that's being thrown at me i think it's a badge of honor man are i should bring it on are eh? you really Dave? yeah well i'm not are reading you them. letting it get to you <laughs> i'm not yeah. i'm are not you, reading them so i don't know you're doing a, you're doing a, don't don't you're gonna, don't let it do mind tricks on yeah. you uh, he's playing yeah. a psychological game little, little little do we know he's in the fetal position in his office crying after every show <laughs> well i hear i see the door close in his office and i never hear a gunshot <laughs> so i figured it's he's okay <laughs> It's one of He's those. okay today. One oh of, yeah, one of those ghost guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's the weekend. You got that. Uh, you got that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <sighs> so anyway, uh, what else have we got uh, coming up? Are we getting anything coming up next week? Uh, sure. More shows. Yeah, I know, but I mean, anything specific? I mean, uh, any any special guests? Anybody oh, uh, that we might know of? We've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So in other words, a whole lot of Nunya. 
Wait. A whole lot of none of your business. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I, just, I just didn't know. You know, the thing is, it's Friday. It's like 8.27 in the morning. We'll, we'll find stuff by by Sunday. No, no, I'm sure, I'm sure about that. But it's like, yeah, you, know, you get to the point in your week when you, all you're thinking is like, I'm out the door already. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we're all kind of feeling that at 8.20, now 8.28. I am so tired this morning. I don't, I, I've not been getting good sleep the last couple of nights. Yeah, really? Yeah. Even, even on your uh, sleep number mattress? Even on the sleep number mattress, here's here's what happened. I stayed out too late uh, the other night, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I was shopping. Can you imagine that? Shopping. shopping. Yes, at the BJ's. And and a TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. or not, I'm sorry, a Marshall's until like 9 o'clock at night. Oh, that's and too I get that's, home until like almost 10. That's way too yeah. late at a Marshall's. Do you ever find yourself buying stuff at TJ Maxx and Marshall's just because it's cheap, even though you really don't need it or it really doesn't fit you? I do. I'm guilty of that. Uh, none of nothing at TJ Maxx fits me, so I'm just a bystander <laughs> watching other people shop for clothes. Right? Well, they do have like double XL. That's not enough. Not it, it, see. Well. This is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> not every double XL. Yeah, is a real double XL. Uh, not all made the same. I, no, they're not. Okay. I was uh, talking. Actually, I was in that DXL warehouse up in Holyoke uh, yes. a couple of weeks ago. Right, and the lady there was helping me, and I said, you know, I don't know why a two X here fits me way better than a two X anywhere else. And she goes, because they're made for big men. These are like specifically made. Those two Xs are just for uh, you know gym douches who want to uh, get a little breathe in their in their. Swagger, you know, as a uh, portly fellow myself, mm-hmm. I have to say, and I'm not just saying this because uh, you know anyone's paying me to say this, but I've actually had good luck at that place. Yeah, I have at DXL. too. I uh, I've also uh, had to refinance a house in order to buy things at that store. Well, you you're paying for the extra fabric. Um, See, that's the thing that gets me. It's like you know, you you go into like a Burlington coat factory mm-hmm. store, right? And they got the like all this polo stuff and all this, uh, you sure. know. Brand name stuff for like a, a tenth of what it would cost brand new True. somewhere else. But, you know, larger, broader guys like us, you know, you're you're talking about several more bolts of fabric than can't be the that. average shirt. It can't be that much. Oh, I don't know, Steve. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, high quality clothing with extra fabric and uh, that each, uh, each item requires extra labor. I miss Sears Husky Jeans. Yeah, those are good times, man. Those are good. Those are good pants. You know, as much as it's tough for larger guys like us, and I'm I'm pretty big too to find stuff that fits. Imagine being a short guy. Mm-hmm. There's a weatherman from Syracuse. You may remember Steve, a guy named Tom Hoff. Do you remember oh, yeah, that guy? I remember Tom Hoff. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's like five foot four, maybe yeah. something I remember like that. His brother Jack, <laughs> Jack Hoff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. See what he did? (laughs) Stop this bus and let my brother Jack Hoff. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Tom, Tom was so short that he couldn't find clothing to fit at the normal clothing store. So he went to a place in Toronto, no lie, called Short Man Browns. Oh, hey. And that's where he got all his clothing. There's stores for everybody. The the problem is if you go to normal, regular stores. Mm And you're looking for someone that's going to fit you, mm-hmm. and you, and you got a, f- a couple of. Pa- I mean, you're a tall guy, mm-hmm. so you know you're not a fat guy, but you're tall. Mm. You know, uh, you know, Steve, you're both tall and and, and poorly. I'm just average height, but uh, but uh, a little chubby around the middle. Okay, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that. Didn't notice. Anyway, it's impossible to find clothes that 
that fit. Mm-hmm. Even though even the clothes that say, "Oh yeah, no, these are these are extra extra large." Yeah, no, no, no. Not every extra extra large mm-hmm. is the same. All right, and it's it's infuriating. Hadn't known that. Yeah, D- DXL is the place to go. Okay, I'm telling you, yeah. You know, at, at least even their XLs or the their double XLs, they're I think they're they are sized correctly. What about an XLT? Did you ever have one of those? Yeah, but but it but it's you know like down on my knees. Is that like a BLT? Well, no, it's an extra large. It's an extra ah. large tall, yeah, and do. you know, I mean, it, it, they literally go down to your ankles. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't, I don't need the tall. I just need the uh, the short and portly. I'll have the I I, I have the Frankenstein clothes. I'll have the uh, Frankenstein pants. Oh yeah, so right here. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight thirty two with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they've got convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So Russian troops left the Chernobyl nuclear site early this morning, giving control of it back to Ukrainians. Ukrainian state power company said that took place after soldiers were exposed to, quote, significant doses of radiation from digging trenches in the radiation-contaminated forest around the plant that was decommissioned after that 1986 disaster. I don't think that's a, a real win for anybody. I think you know, they, once they realize, ooh, he, yeah, no, this place isn't. Uh, yeah, this place isn't worth fighting over. What, what are, they, are they digging trenches? And is there some sort of uh, warfare tactic or something well, like that? Trench, that trench warfare <laughs> yeah. was something that was developed in World War One sure. and mm-hmm. uh, and successfully. So, in other words, they were ordered to dig the trenches, and then somebody said, "Hey, wait a minute." That's pretty close to the nuclear site. Yeah, why Why is this ground still humming? Yes. Stop what you're doing right now. Give back to Ukrainians, which is what they did. Also, with the humanitarian corridor still attempting to work to get Ukrainians out of the country, Russian forces blocked a convoy of 45 buses trying to evacuate people. And this is after Russia agreed to a limited ceasefire in that area. Closer to home, four Springfield officers charged with the assault, with that fight outside of Nathan Bill's bar in 2015. They all got their verdicts yesterday at Hampton Superior Court. Two of them found guilty. Two of them found not guilty. One of them passed out, apparently, because of the emotional stress of the situation. Oh, oh no. I'm going to be I'm going to be t- held accountable for my actions. Oh, I can't handle this. Oh god, please help me. Now, did you make it really dramatic and you like lift his right the back of his right hand to his forehead and just woo and then, you know, passes, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. he was like standing there and then it was I don't even think they started reading the sentence. He just started, you know, falling over before and then they, they were all attending to him and then they're starting to read the sentence anyway like yeah we're not stopping this this is your this is it's not the sentence it was the yeah. uh, the verdict well, as long as your verdict. lawyer hears that i suppose that's yeah. all that matters and the sentence is going to take place next friday which uh coincidentally and ironically is the same is the anniversary of the very fight that got the these uh, guys in trouble that's amazing seven years to this very day mm-hmm. more than thirty-eight thousand bags of fentanyl were seized in indian orchard Indian Orchard, excuse me, according to the Springfield Police Department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, 26-year-old Shanti Reynoso Vasquez of the Bronx was arrested 
Officers seizing approximately 38,200 bags of fentanyl with a street value of over $100,000. It was intended for distribution in the Springfield area. It was 38,000 bags of of fentanyl. fentanyl. Is that the Harry Chapin hit? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. There you go. You picked it up. Bananas to bags of fentanyl. Another song we should be playing on the show. Springfield counselors are calling to make PVTA bus lines free. Who's paying for that? For the next two years. The counselors plan to use the American Rescue Plan Act and the funds from that act to create a two-year pilot program. The program would make the lines of B7, G2, and B6, not bingo, those are bus lines. I was going to say, you sunk my battleship. (laughs) Those are all free if the plan goes through. That's not a bad deal. Yeah. Free bus rides. Yeah. A PVTA round trip costs about three bucks a day. And the well, commun- you know, community I, that was interviewed by 22 News feels pretty good about the whole thing. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you know, as long as there's funding to do it. I mean, I realize it's a pilot program and you, know, you got it for two years and you see what happens. But every time they do something like this, my question is, well, then what happens after those two years? Then who gets you know reimbursed? Because PVTA doesn't operate for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, it there's a cost associated with running yeah, the sure. buses, maintaining the buses, paying, you know, the drivers and mechanics sure. and everything else. So, you know, who, uh, you know, what happens after two years? Well, good point. But what, you you take, like, something instead of nothing? What, are you going to complain about two years worth of free rides? And then even if it does go back to well, if normal? Well, if it goes back two years from now, the economics of bus travel may change. It may be, may be more expensive. Maybe it's 4 or $5 a day after two years. You know, with the way the economy is going, I don't think anyone can make that kind of projection. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, you know, I'm not saying no, don't do it. But if you're going to do it, you just have to wonder, well, then what happens after this? You know, but typically uh, the people that are riding the bus are probably lower income families, people going to work and stuff like that. So maybe you're kind of giving a little bit of relief to the guy that's got to go to work and doesn't have to pay sure. X amount of dollars a month for bus fare when he could uh, he could do it for free, you know, for two years and maybe maybe get a little bit of savings. It's not like you can really survive on a minimum wage job either. No, so, hey, listen, I'm not I'm not discounting that at all. But the the buses around here, have you ever taken the bus? I have taken the bus. Yeah, I had to. Perhaps maybe from a court-ordered reason, I had to take the bus years ago, and it took me like uh, I took it from Westfield uh, to AIC. Okay, and then you got to like make a transfer. You got to get. A, it took like two hours for maybe what a thirty-minute drive, not even. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Not fun. The no, s- I suppose it's not. Especially when you know, had your behavior been differently, you wouldn't have had to be in that position in the first place. Uh, well, hey, that's uh, neither here nor there. I mean, I'm not judging. No judgment. Yes, you are. No, you're, you're absolutely judgment. judging. You hear judgment in my voice? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. The Six Corners Roundabout finished last year at a cost of $4.2 million, replacing what was one of the most dangerous intersections in the state. And now they're trying to figure out some artwork that they can put there to make it look more attractive. Oh, that's good, because oh. you want to be able to distract everybody while they're driving through a uh, through an intersection. Ward 3 City Councilor Melvin Edwards is spearheading an effort to put a work of art in the center of that traffic circle, and there's a community meeting oh. to talk about that. What do you guys think? Yeah, what? art. Yes. I love art. I like art. Art's, art's, art's nice, but you know when you're going through a rotary, you kind of want to pay attention to the road. Well, I, I see nothing wrong with putting something 
that's not too distracting. I mean, you don't want to be a nude or something like well, that. Well, I have to tell you, there's some uh, absolutely breathtaking uh, pieces of art in the form of billboards mm-hmm. on that uh, that rotary in West Springfield. You know, the one that takes you to the White Hut? Okay. Yes. I yeah. do know that one. Yeah. Oh, man. It's beautiful billboards there. I love those billboards. Oh, my gosh. They're breathtaking. And then Carla Casenzi's on one of those billboards right That's there. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. There you go. The Agawam drinking water is a little bit troubled right now, but it's not an emergency, and you don't need to boil the water or filter it. But according to the Agawam Water Department, residents have been notified of high levels of haloacetic acid in the drinking water. Ooh, it sounds yummy. Yeah, people who drink it could be exposed to the risk of getting cancer and could develop liver, kidney, and central nervous system problems. But I'm sure other than that, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everybody in Agawam needs to have a healthy central nervous system, do they? I mean, is that a requirement for uh, for living there? No. All right, well then, uh, have a drink. And then uh, if, you work at the, if you work at the courthouse as well and you live in Agawam, you're golden. <laughs> you're perfect. Yeah, absolutely. You're probably immune to a lot of the things that are hanging out of the right. walls. Yeah, you'll live forever like a cockroach or a Twinkie. Exactly. MGM chairman Chris Kelly, named honorary chairman of the Spirit of Springfield's annual worldest, uh, world's largest pancake breakfast. This was announced yesterday in conjunction with Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno. Mayor Dom Dom. This guy, you know, he's giving out, uh, he's giving out free poker chips with these pancakes. That's exactly what Sarno joked. Yeah. And Kelly immediately got to the microphone. No, 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 that, no, no. That's no, not no, true. No. Don't do, don't say that. Yeah. We're not giving anything away for free. Exactly. I'm just, just. Just know that the the world largest pancake breakfast is in control with me at the helm. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, if I was going to stand in line for the pancakes, I wanted to be a little bit bigger than a poker chip. I would hope they are bigger yeah. than a poker chip. You, you, Baxi, too many pieces of bacon, dingbat. Get back in line. <laughs> Get back in line. Yeah, all right. Whatever the man says. And put your three dollars in the till. We need it. So they had a lighthearted ceremony yesterday at One Financial Plaza to introduce Kelly as the honorary chairman of the event, which will take place this year, Saturday, May 14th. Good. My Aunt Jemima used to make these pancakes like you wouldn't believe. I don't think believe he had an Aunt Jemima. You can't use the Aunt Jemima anymore. It's called something else now, I think. Mrs. Butterworth was <laughs> my... Uh, there you go. She, she used to, to babysit for us. She used to put that butter over those flapjacks. Oh, man. Wait, isn't Mrs. Butterworth also depicted in a racially insensitive fashion? I'm not sure. Isn't isn't the God, bottle? Are you, are you trying to find problems in yeah, everything? I, I am. But could, that's why I'm saying go log cabin instead, maybe. There's nothing <laughs> or, wrong with that. Or how about, uh, you know, open up the bank account a little bit and buying some real syrup? Yes. Ain't you know, nothing. Buying, buy, like, the, the stuff from up north. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing good ever come from a log cabin. You remember that kid, Ted Kaczynski? <laughs> he was up to no good in that log cabin. We don't need any of those dingbats around here. All right, so just use honey instead, then, for crying out loud. Forget the syrup. Yeah, just, yeah. Eat them, just eat them dry. Yes. Listen, any of you dingbats want to ride your dirt bikes through this world's largest pancake breakfast, I'm going to give you a slapjack is what I'm going to give you. <laughs> Could just combine all the problems and put them together. There you go. Highs in the 50s today. That rain, we I don't know if we're still experiencing. It looks like it's kind of brightening up outside the sliver of a window I see in our lovely basement flat. I guess the rain's going to be ending by mid-morning. If you're going to choose a day of the weekend that's better, it would be tomorrow with 50-ish for the highs and clear skies because it's going to rain on Sunday. That's the news on Rock 102.
Hey, Wes. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Stone Temple Pilots with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Uh, oh, yeah, try that. Try that. Uh, oh, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. Turn that mic on, buddy. You're on. You're what on. What are you doing? You know, and every time I screwed up on that board yesterday, I was like, oh, it's like Vax is here. But you can see how easy it is to do now, can't you? Only because I haven't used that board ever to run this show. Every time I look at this board, yeah. it's like I'm looking at it for the very first time. Even though you've been looking at it for the last uh, 10 years, at least with this program. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, rain tapering off this morning. Uh, actually, the sunshine's already peeking out with a high of 54 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 54. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Ah, uh, let's see. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna mention something, but it's not ready to be mentioned yet. So, well, well. you sometimes you gotta wait for these programs to open, and uh, it can be a little tricky around here to navigate. Well, because you know, one of the uh, the four computer screens that I'm looking at uh, every single day uh, shuts down after like a minute, and so whenever that happens, you know, I'm all ready to talk about something, and then I gotta go start the whole thing all over again. It's a big pain in the butt. Our engineer said that's a safety feature, so nobody yeah. steals your password. Yeah. And look at that thing taking like forever to fire up on you now. You see what I'm saying? It's taking forever. What a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. It's like the computer is April fooling you. Oh, oh look, I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. April fool. Oh, you got announcements to make? Well, yeah. no, I'm afraid you can't do that. You're not allowed. Because, see, look at this. Look, like it's uh, it's like it's like teasing me. It is. It's a, yes, it's a DTs. Yeah, what are you going to do? How about that? Anyhow, so yeah, while I wait for that, uh, or not wait for that, uh, let's just assume that there's some things going on around the radio station that you might want to know about, and if you really were desperate, you can go to rock102.com to get all those details. Well, uh, what you could do is uh, go to rock102.com and get tickets for Bacon and Brews, which is uh, coming up on April 24th from noon to 3 p.m. It's the Bacon and Craft beer-themed bash at the Log Cabin. Chow down on all kinds of bacon-inspired bites. Prepared by the Log Cabin chefs and enjoy a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to please your palate. Bacon and brews driven by Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. April 24th at the Log Cabin in Holyoke with Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Planet Fitness, Savage Farm CBD, and of course, all your friends here at Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, I was just surfing, guys. This is kind of interesting. It's a survey and some research from something called RMIT in Australia. Maybe it's their version of of uh, MIT? Okay. Anyway, they found out that there's a growing use of sound as psychedelic drugs. Really? People are able to hear things and affect their brain in a psychedelic fashion, apparently. They said... Survey said. Survey said. That's what you hear over and over. Survey said. Survey. I'm going to trance right now. I'm going to trance right now. Survey said. Survey said. Survey said. Survey said. It's like I'm on psychedelic drugs every day when I come in here. I mean, so you just you hear a noise or a sound, and it puts you in sort of some yes, psychedelic coma or whatever. Certain sounds allegedly trigger a psychoactive effect in the brain, according to this study. It doesn't say what those sounds are. I think a sound that does it for me is when someone says, hey, we have a meeting coming up in a couple of days. That's the st- When someone mm-hmm. says that, that triggers something in my mind psychedelically. I don't like meetings. I'm not really crazy about the meetings no. either, but you know, when someone says we're going to have a meeting, that's the worst part of the day. Puts you right to sleep uh, is what you're saying. I've, uh, I've wanted to try uh, mushrooms. Really? Uh, you know, you, they're talking about these microdoses and how mm-hmm. it can help with depression and all kinds of other different things. Yep. I would love to try uh, like a microdose session. 
controlled. It, ha- it would have to be controlled. It would have to be uh, somebody watching me, somebody who's not also psychedelic drugged up. Well, while this is going on, we're actually using sound effects to hypnotize the audience here at Rock 102. <laughs> oh, oh, believe no. me, they're, they're in a transom as soon as we're done. <laughs> no, it's that song by Dr. Wes Chesterson. Yeah. We use it so much. I'm like hooked to that thing. I think that's an example of what they're talking about. You think so? Yeah, I think it's going to become our signature. Did you see uh what the hell was it on? It might have been on on Netflix. Uh oh no, it was on Hulu. Nine Perfect Strangers? No. No, what's that about? It, it's a show with uh with Nicole Kidman and she's like this, I don't know, kind of like a self-help type of mm-hmm. uh you know, retreat thing that's a f- and bas- it's fiction then it's fiction but okay. basically it's nine people they all uh you know go to this retreat mm-hmm. and they're microdosed during the uh, the entire stay that's cool yeah so it's kind of like what you're talking about like it's a very mm-hmm. you know slow protocol mm-hmm. of psychedelics that has them kind of getting in touch with you know all their uh, all their terrible fears and uh, and traumas mm-hmm it's an interesting little concept, but you know, then of course, you know, to make it, you know, really good, then you know, yeah. Nicole Kidman goes crazy and starts uh, microdosing these people a little bit heavier than she should, uh-huh. and oh, the problems that result. Crazy, but, I, but you know, apparently, there's a, I mean, there are benefits in controlled situations. Yeah, to that stuff. I'm all in. I'll try it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do the show high. Well, you remember, uh, you know, back in the in the old days, where like the state police would come in here and they'd. Uh, they'd send the radio station and you'd get drunk to, sh- to show everybody how mm-hmm. much alcohol it takes to be you know, yes. technically inebriated. I, I, I've done one of those before. And, it, and then, of course, a radio host would take 10 times the amount yes. of alcohol to get drunk than it would be a normal person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing, yeah. Because yeah. our tolerance is so much higher than the mm-hmm. average person. Uh, do you want a small, medium, or large drink? I'll take the Alan Freed size, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 857 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.